I know we had a break, but we are back. Welcome to the sports edition. This is definitely a special edition, an edition in the sports world where pretty much every sport is going on at once. Only in 2020, we have NFL going on. Season just started. NBA is going on. We're in the playoffs. Almost going to get to the finals. We have college football. We have the beginning of soccer. Um, we have tennis. I think we have golf. I don't watch golf, so don't quote me on that. Um, we have baseball. We have baseball. I mean, I think baseball has been kind of irrelevant with now with all because baseball usually prospers because no other sport is going on usually when the regular season is starting. But now since we have all these other sports going on, no one cares about baseball. Am I right, JC? Yeah, no, um, nobody cared about baseball before the pandemic. So, yeah, people are definitely not going to care about it when there's 18 other sports. Yeah. And hockey's going on, too. I forgot about hockey. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, hockey was kind con- Let's be honest now. I mean, I know we're sports guys and everything. We're supposed to come out into sports and everything and how we tell you everything's important. Hockey's always kind of been irrelevant. So, wow. like, yeah, that completely crossed, that completely did not cross my mind that hockey is going on as well. No, not 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 to take a knock on hockey, even though I kind of did, but you just, yeah, you just slapped hockey in the face. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm I, I'm saying hockey, I feel like if I actually get invested in the hockey, I probably would like the sport, but yeah, just in terms of it's a Stanley huh? Cup. It's a Stanley Cup final. It, it is it is a Stanley Cup final. It is. It is. But yeah, and, I'm just like, saying and uh I think I'm trying to think who's it. I think it's uh Dallas who I can't even remember the last time they made a uh I don't even know if they ever made it to the Stanley Cup. And uh they also have Tampa, so I don't know why you're sneezing at hockey right now. I can't believe you just just I'm, this, this no, I, hockey. This is what I'm saying. Did you say all I'm this to Wayne Gretzky? I, I'm 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 saying this as in as America, picture me as America. Oh, no. I'm saying Americans think it's irrelevant. You I mean, you don't speak for this American right here. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm just saying like the general public in terms of the American totem pole. That that's why I'm like, oh yeah, hockey too. Like hockey didn't even cross my mind because in terms of American sports, that is that is low. That is low. Well, at least. From where I grew up, I mean, if you lived up north, hockey's a little bit more relevant, but come on. Like, can you blame me? I grew up in Atlanta, home of the Thrashers. Where are the Thrashers? The Thrashers are the Winnipeg Jets. Like, uh, can you blame me for, for my train of thought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I guess not really because, yeah, I guess we're in a football state. So, I mean, I really can't say anything about you. However, I will say, put some respect on hockey's name. Just put some respect on it. That's all I'm asking. Just put a little okay, bit of right. Just put a little. You can't be sneezing at, at, at hockey. You're talking to a Michigander, right? You're talking to a exactly. A you're, fan. you're you're from up north. Technically, yeah. I'm from up north too, but I grew up in the south, so I got the southern mindset. I got the Southern sports totem pole and so hockey is on the bottom of that totem pole. Let me ask you about this. Since this is going on too, what about NASCAR? NASCAR low on your totem pole too? Cause technically NASCAR is a big thing in Georgia. It's a big thing among certain demographics in Georgia. Let's say that okay. <laughs> it's a big thing among certain demographics and I'm not that demographic. So no, right, it's, it's not a big thing, big right. thing for me. All right. That's fair. So uh, since since uh, you are a hockey fan and Stanley Cup is going on, mm-hmm. 
You want to give your analysis of 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 the Stanley Cup before before we go to the next subject? Uh, I don't know. I'll only say one thing about it because I know that. I mean, I don't think our fans are hockey. Are yeah. I say I don't think our fans are soccer fans, but we talk about it. So hey. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I won't stay too long about it because I know because uh, technically you are right. The USA doesn't care about hockey that much, but Canada does, and we're close to Canada geography speaking. But anyway, um, yeah, the the stars um, are in there, and Tampa. I haven't really watched Tampa all that much. I just know that they um, absolutely just smashed the Islanders, and it was great. Um, well, four to two. Well, they were smashing the Islanders, and the Islanders almost gave them scare. But anyway. Um, I'm rooting for Dallas. Um, you know, as a boy from Texas myself, I'll just take the stars. Um, the stars look really good. They smacked uh, the lightning um, yesterday. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have great analysis, but I'll say I'm rooting for the Dallas stars. 100%. Let's go Dallas. All right, let's go Dallas. Let's go Dallas stars. So, so since uh. We talk about hockey. Now let's switch it over because I am Southern. So we are going to talk about college football because, you know, that is a religion. That is religion. See, unlike hockey, hockey's on the bottom of the totem pole in the South. College football is number one. So even though, look, honestly, I like college football, but I'm not as passionate with college football as the average Southern fan is. I still prefer NFL football because mm-hmm. I prefer professional to collegiate. Collegiate is entertaining, but I mean, the athletes are, of course, better in NFL. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe the whole, oh, because they don't get paid, they play with more effort. Like, no, I see more, I see that as more of a problem than a, than a, than a good thing, than a pro. So I see them more as a con than a pro. So I prefer more the NFL and the NBA. But let's talk about college football because Big Ten is coming back. Of course, Big Ten, they canceled their season uh, a little bit prematurely before the season started. But they see uh, college football rolling again, especially the SEC, because the SEC is acting like we're not in a pandemic. So now the Big Ten is coming back. So, uh, JC, I'll just uh, switch the ball over to you. Uh, yeah, so call it, so the Big Ten just um, announced, I want to say yesterday, like officially that they're, that the college football season is back. They released schedules. Um, Nebraska got screwed. Nebraska's schedule sucks. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that real quick. I feel bad. So who's, who's Nebraska's playing? So Nebraska week one plays Ohio State. Week two they play L. Wisconsin, then Northwestern. L. Uh could be then, L. Uh, it's definitely an L. Northwestern's really good. Um, Penn State, um, probably an L. And then they have a, a weak game against Indiana, or not Indiana, Illinois, I'm sorry. And then Iowa, L, Purdue, L, and then um, Minnesota, L. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, just a horrible schedule. So definitely so for Nebraska. Definitely fans. checking out the Cornhusker schedule. And, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what have they've done to the Big Ten to get a schedule like this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and then on top of that, the funniest part is, is like, you go over to Ohio State, number one team in the conference. Of course. Nebraska, week one, Penn State, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, then Michigan State and Michigan. 
probably the easiest schedule out of everybody. <laughs> Did they get this mixed up with the NCAA basketball team schedule? Because they, they look more have. frightening in basketball. Yeah, they must have. Because, man, that, you want to talk about a cakewalk for the number one team. <laughs> what? I guess they're like really like, yeah, you know, the shortened football season. Let's try to squeeze you in right before the college football Yeah, tr- tr- Ohio State's the biggest moneymaker. So you need to get them to the playoffs. So <laughs> whatever way you can. Yeah. Trying to make sure they get no losses. Yeah, I don't know. But I will say this. Shout out to, um, what's his name? Uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State. Because he kind of put this whole agenda of bringing the Big Ten football back. Uh, like, he put oh, yeah. that on his back. So, shout out to Justin Fields for bringing the I, Big Ten I, uh, football I, back. I think there was part of him that was also threatening to come back to UGA as well, since a uh, Jamie New- mm-hmm. Jamie Newman um um canceled his his uh final season. Well, his transfer season with UGA, yeah. he opted out. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know the, like the specifics of what everything went down, but I will say, um, um, it it really didn't it, it oddly didn't feel the same. I, I know you said you don't didn't watch a lot of college football, but it really didn't feel the same without um, without uh, like some of the major teams like Michigan and Ohio state, like not playing during the college football day. It was just a really weird thing. So I'm really, yeah. I'm really happy that we get to watch the uh, best conference in football. I mean, I, 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 I do watch, I do watch a lot of college football, but like just for starting out, like this current season right now, I haven't watched too many games yet. Yeah. I am still surprised on how there are still fans at the stadium, <laughs> at least for S- some SEC teams. I cannot believe it. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at like it was a UGA that had sixteen thousand, and I'm like, wait, and y'all acting like that's not that much, sixteen thousand? Yeah, they got a lot. It, they got a lot. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it didn't make any sense to like watch it, and they're also like not wearing masks. Like when they get in there, they like take them off. Of course, this is college yeah. football. You, you, I'm you, like, you, yeah, this is just stupid. <laughs> this is so dumb. All the top schools are conservative schools. Of course, this is that's usually what happens. Yeah, but you also they don't care. Something that's kind of uh, kind of strange. Uh, this is the last thing that I kind of want to say about it. Um, about the whole like uh, college football conferences and everybody coming back. Uh, now that the Big Ten's back. I kind of don't care if the Pac-12 comes back. I kind of don't care if I... Uh, don't care if you don't see USC? USC, Oregon, um, Stanford might have been good. Uh, yeah, I don't really care about seeing any of those teams play this season. I really don't. I mean, US. I mean, yeah, the Pac-12 just hasn't really been like the Pac-12, I'd say, from like our childhood. It's it's like, a, like the Pac-10. It hasn't been like the Pac-10 from our childhood it's it's definitely not as competitive anymore i mean Um, they have some good like there's some good players and some like yeah but but remember when usc when when we were children when they had reggie bush matt liner um steve smith um mike williams like that whole squad like usc is not even close to being that yeah and on top of that it's like the um like debatably the best conferences are in there now. Like the SEC is in there. We knew that they weren't going to move. Um, Big 12 was going to stay because all of their schools are in the South and they're not canceling. Um, ACC. I'm, I was I actually surprised that the ACC was playing, but you know, the ACC was in there and they're It's basically just Clemson, Miami and, you know, well, uh, and AC- occasional Sam Howell game. ACC <laughs> has Clemson. ACC has Clemson, so they're, that's what I'm saying. they're that, just being big that's a moneymaker. Yeah, 
So yeah, that's a money maker right there. Now, in my opinion, they added the Big Ten, which, in my opinion, is way better than the SEC because it's way oh yeah, it's just more competitive from top to bottom. So I'll, now, and as you mentioned, top draft prospect Justin Fields, he has to play. He makes a lot of money. So I mean, it's not I know just that's Justin Fields. I mean, Michigan is a oh yeah draw. Iowa is always sneakily good every single year. Wisconsin too. Wisconsin is basically just running back nation. But, um, you know, Northwestern, I said, is going to surprise some people. Nebraska is going to get blown out, which is going to be fun to see. Um, Michigan State's going to suck, which is going to be great. So, but, um, I mean, now, yeah, if this was basketball, I'd want to see the Pac-12. But in football, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Nah, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. So, since, um, yeah, since NCAA football is coming back, how do you feel about NCAA basketball with the SEC? How – I mean, I feel like, of course, SEC, they're going to have to have basketball <laughs> yeah. too since they're having football, but SEC basketball is like – it's like yeah. Weenie Hunt Juniors. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we're um, – ironically, it's been two weeks since we talked about – since the season has kind of came back. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the COVID cases are going to start looking like because we should be getting those soon. I feel like, right? Like in the next Apparently, week. at least for campuses mm-hmm. in Georgia, COVID cases are slowly, and I mean slowly, going down. Like So UGA, their COVID cases are going down. At least that's from the recent updates I've heard. Yeah, I mean. And Georgia Tech as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're a country ra- uh, ran on money. So if the risk is uh, low, then that reward is going to be super high. So. If the COVID cases are about the same or slightly higher, slightly lower, the yeah, basketball will be back. No question. The question is now, when are they going to, are they going to keep this schedule? Like, are we going to get basketball this late? Are the are they going to go back to their old schedules? Because now, you know, if we continue in this direction, you know, we're going to get all of our sports coming in at the same time. Yeah, yes, we are. It, it's just like, it's just such a weird time because, and you can clearly see how NBA does their programming as well. Mm-hmm. If they're, if they're on this, they try not to be on the same day as an NFL game. They try not to be. And they, if, if it's NFL Sunday, usually have their basketball games early too. Yeah. They, so it's just like so interesting to see how it's overlapping now and yeah. this, and how they're trying to maximize their draws, how they're trying to maximize their money. Honestly, with COVID-19, it's really shown you how far some companies, some organizations will go just so they can make money. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's it's um, especially when it comes to like like college sports, like how like money driven it is. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any picks? Well, actually, before I even ask you that, okay. how do you think this season is going to finish? I think it yeah. will. I, th- um, I think it will. But yeah. you're going to have cases. Yeah, like I said before, if um, the only question of if the season finished, like the only way that it doesn't finish is if the COVID cases go up. That's the only way. But I mean, so far, I mean, if um, and these leagues aren't operating the same way that soccer and the NBA because they did it like like correctly. Uh, college football is kind of out of control, and um, the NFL. I don't think there's any fans for that. Um, some of the NFL stadiums. Oh, can Well, yeah, Kansas City, of course, and Arrowhead Stadium had fans, but yeah, but there's a couple others it, that didn't, right? I don't think LA had, had most fans. most most of the teams don't. It's yeah. Kansas City and a couple of other teams that do, but most of the teams don't. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I won't I won't say that it definitely like because right now it seems like the season will finish, but um, yeah, if 
the Big Ten is going to be really crazy. I just have to see how many people they fit into the big house uh, the day he comes back, and then I'll make my prediction. Yeah, so I, I think they, they're doing it for, like, if you're in a dome, then you're not going to have fans, at least from what I've seen in college football as well. But if you're in an outdoor, if you're in an outdoor stadium, you're, you have fans. They're just sitting, they're just sitting high up in the bleacher sections. Yeah. But I mean, they're all bunched up in the bleacher sections, so I don't know if that's really social distancing. Yeah, I don't think so, but I will say this. Like, Michigan State um, at Michigan, October 31st, home game, division game, for a stadium that sits 120,000 people, you know for a fact, like, they're letting people in there. Like, they have to. Michigan versus Michigan State, they have to let people in there. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I wonder right. how many... <laughs> I wonder how the capacity I will be. I guarantee you, it's, they'll try to finesse it. I guarantee they'll, you, it's going to be like eighty thousand plus. I guarantee. Oh you. yeah, they're going. They're going to try to finesse it. I know they are. Yeah. They're going to try. They're going to be like uh, gonna be Georgia, like the Georgia Florida game, the Georgia Florida game. Yeah, that's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> their own neutral game. venue. Oh, you said a neutral well, venue. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Georgia and Florida plays in a neutral venue. So with their own venue. So how many fans <laughs> you think? Too many. <laughs> Too many, especially um, yeah, too many. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. The, 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 both of them, uh, I would say fifty thousand. What other games are going to have extremely high capacity? Georgia, Alabama, of course. Do they play this season? They got to. They got to. Yeah, well, they're, they're I, I, I think that's a division game. Well, they're going to play. I, I assume just even if the, even if it's not under schedule with their if their records, if. From their record projections, if they both win their divisions, they're going to play each other. So, yeah, that's let's true. see. Um, Oklahoma, Texas, I would probably say. Would oh no! Oh no! Yeah, Texas is really. <laughs> I could. I could only. Really I could only imagine. Yeah, I can only yeah, imagine. That's going to be. That's going to be a tough game. And um, I'm trying to think, Miami, Clemson, probably, but I, they probably won't see anybody. Uh, I don't think yeah. they'll see anybody. I, I can't see Miami fans traveling to Clemson to. Yeah, to the to the Carolinas. Yeah, so the only yeah, there's only like three games that I'm really looking at is like saying like if I, these three games I will say if like if, if you Pac-12 comes back, to, if the Pac-12, if Pac-12 uh, USC Cal USC Cal or USC Notre Dame. Well, I don't I don't know if they'll play Notre Dame since Notre Dame's already playing. So yeah, but uh, USC Cal. Yeah, USC Cal is gonna that would be a bad one. But even that USC um um. What's it called? USC Oregon. That, that's oh, been, that's been a oh, game that's been building up over the past couple of years, especially with USC. Honestly, not not just Oregon USC, just any Oregon game, really. Yeah. Like you see how how their fans are out of control. <laughs> Absolutely out of control. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, but, so stay away from these three games, ladies and gentlemen. Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State. That's at the end of the year. Don't go to that game. Absolutely, don't go to that game. Um, Georgia, Florida. I think we, or maybe Georgia, Alabama. If they play this year, Georgia, Alabama. Don't go to that game. Yeah, I think Georgia, Florida will be worse because if, if they still play in that neutral venue for for this year, then yeah. that'll be worse. Yeah, or, or if um, uh, Georgia, LSU, definitely don't go to that game. Um, oh no! Oh no! Yeah, definitely don't go to that game. And uh, Texas, Auburn, Florida. Alabama, Auburn, Alabama. Oh, yeah, we didn't think about that. Yeah, Auburn, Alabama is <laughs> definitely that might be that might be second behind Michigan, uh, Michigan. Uh, uh, what's it called? Ohio State. That might be second. Very you sure second? That might be number one. No. <laughs> do you do you know do you know how these Alabama Alabama and Auburn fans are? I've met some of them. 
I'll trust me that from a national scale like from a national scale like michigan hasn't beat ohio state in the past five years and jim harbaugh's in the news like 24 7 and michigan really hates ohio state especially at the rank at number one every single year. you're right you're right 100 percent michigan ohio state especially this year yeah yeah that's the worst one no question you're right yeah 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 you're right you're right okay yeah it's definitely number one but that yeah, might be number two. But I will say this: the, throwing the Big Ten into the college football playoff that makes it interesting. Because I was thinking, like, who are my four teams before the if the Big Ten doesn't come in, did they still do the college football playoff? Now with the Big Ten in there, I think that there's a couple teams that might make a push for it. What do you think? Um, I see. Yeah, I could. Yeah, definitely Ohio State. I always see uh, Michigan. Always Michigan. Always disappoints. I mean, Jim Harbaugh. We already see he's always disappointing with that team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I could see, of course, Alabama's going to be in there. Clemson. I don't know about Georgia. Georgia, now they got quarterback issues. You know, so yeah. JT Daniels, I believe, is, gonna, is their starter. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, for me, yeah. my dark colors right now is Minnesota. Um, I think Minnesota is insanely good. Okay. I think that they're they're going to surprise a lot of people because people are like, Minnesota. <laughs> That is, who goes there? Uh, Kevin Love is the answer. But um, yeah, I. That's right. Yep. Eric Decker as well. Don't forget about Eric Decker. <laughs> about Eric Decker. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. But I just can't wait. October 24th, mark it off on your calendars. The Big Ten is back in session. It's back in session. How do you feel about LSU with not even just Joe Burrow leaving, but Jamar Chase opting out? Yeah, LSU is going to be bad. <laughs> that's, that's just it, like yeah. Then no, that's it. I don't have else. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Right. Like, how many people left for the draft? What was it, twelve or thirteen? Yeah, and then and then and then their top prospect just opted yeah, out. And now their top receiver and debatably the best wide receiver in the draft opted out. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, they're done. It's over. It was fun. It was it was really fun. I love. They it. won a championship. Yeah. They won their championship. So say, hey, it it was fun to see not Georgia, not Alabama come out of the SEC for once. It was it was nice to see LSU come back into form. Yeah, but it's over. I'm sorry, you guys are now. Uh, I don't know Missouri. Who else is in the SEC? That's bad. Ole Miss. You're now Ole Miss. LSU. You're Ole Miss. Oh, uh, first thing I came on was Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, you're. Ooh, yeah, yep. Tennessee is perfect. <laughs> perfect. You had Peyton, you, Joe Burrow was your Peyton Manning, and now look at you. Yep, there you go. Uh, Tennessee. I remember as a kid, Tennessee was one of the powerhouses. Even after Peyton Manning, they were one of the powerhouses. What happened? You can ask I remember about no, Alabama used to be a bottom feeder. Alabama yeah. used to be a bottom feeder when I was a kid before Nick Saban. Dude, do you remember like USC and Texas? Do you remember Texas especially? Like Texas twenty years ago was like. That was it. Oh yeah, that was it. And now it's like I don't even remember when their last championship was. Not even ten years, not even twenty, like ten years ago with Vince Young. Yeah, that's right. Or, Young, or that's fifteen, yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah, about fifteen years ago it was Texas, and then after that it was like Reggie Bush, USC. They were like at the top of the yeah. Pac-12, and it's like now. Remember Marshall? Ooh. Remember when Marshall? Marshall's a good one. Marshall's a good one. I forgot about who did they have? Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, I remember. I remember just playing uh, NCAA college football, the video game, and uh, I just remember Marshall being so highly rated, and I just see like this highly rated black quarterback. I was like, "Who is this guy?" 
Yeah, um, that was Myra Leftwich. By, by the way, um, talking to the NCAA here, can you just pay your athletes so we can get another NCAA football game? Please, please. please. What, what are we doing? Why, why still? Why wasn't this a decision for this season, especially with this pandemic going on? Because look, if I'm look, I, I think this is. I think this is the Jamar. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't know what Jamar Chase's reason for opting out, but if we could take it from a top prospect standpoint, is that if you're a top prospect, you're not getting paid to play. If you sit out, you're still going to be the top receiver drafted or just top person in your position drafted. Then why are you playing? I mean, for most of the top prospects, I, I if I were them, I wouldn't play. Like in all honesty, like there's the risk of getting COVID. Number one. Yep. Not getting paid. Number two. Short season. Number three. Um, you don't have a lot of yeah. The short season, especially like you could get hurt. Yeah. The, especially if you haven't really had any like pre pre workouts or anything. Yeah, that's why I rate um, Justin Fields so highly because I'm like, you have seven games, um, or I think it's nine actually, nine max. If you go to the if you go to the college football playoff, you get nine games. So you have nine games to screw up your entire college football career because if Justin Fields plays bad, no question he could fall into the second or third round. If he plays bad, which he could because his ball location isn't the greatest, but I I mean I don't think he will, but he could play bad. For a lot of these top prospects, playing really kind of doesn't make sense. I wouldn't do it, personally. It doesn't, but it's in their competitive nature, too. And that could hurt them in the future. So you say you do commend Justin Fields. Would you commend him if he did actually get hurt this season? Or you probably feel like you should have just sat out? Um, any of the top prospects, I think, should have sat out. I, I commend them for playing, and I respect them for playing. But, you know... I, I just care too much about these these uh, prospects and these kids who are going into the draft. You know they could make ten million dollars, but if you five five, uh, if you, but if you fall like five picks, you make five, literally half of the money that you could make. So when it comes to like messing with the money, I I prefer not to mess with it. Well, I guess from Justin Fields' standpoint is that look in the ACC, Trevor Lawrence is playing, so. He's kind of Trevor Lawrence kind of has the advantage because if he plays and he plays well, he's the de facto number one quarterback. And if the Big Ten wasn't playing, Justin Fields can't prove it, so he'll be losing money off of that. Well, not really. So he because the last time we saw Justin Fields, he was amazing and he was great and he was a clear number two quarterback. Now, but what if but what if uh, Trevor Lawrence just continues his amazing co- college football career and plays even better? Then people are gonna be like, well, we actually still have well, Justin Fields hasn't played a year of football trevor lawrence has been the, has won the heisman again won a never national championship we're selecting him number one who justin fields number one you, I, uh, trevor, trevor trevor lawrence well, trevor lawrence so well, let's say trevor lawrence has zero um trevor lawrence shouldn't even be in the conversation because trevor lawrence is going number one regardless He's going number one. I mean, no, you can say you 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 can say that now, but no, who knows? It doesn't feel Trevor Lawrence could have thirty three hundred yards, uh, fifty eight percent completion percentage, and throw for twenty touchdowns and sixteen interceptions, and still go number one overall. No question. A couple years ago, we didn't think Kyler Murray would be a, a top number one pick. We You're thought right. he was going to be a third round pick. So who Wait, knows? But Trevor, like, what if Justin Fields? But Trevor Lawrence was yeah. in that draft. But but just what if Justin Fields just all of a sudden has like that type of Kyler Murray season they where number one no he Trevor Lawrence is the golden he's the golden child and he, he all he has to do is play fine that's all he has to do because 
People are so high on him. And I'm high on him, too. Well, let's make the Justin Herbert thing. Justin Herbert was supposed to be the number one pick in this draft before the season started. Justin Herbert wasn't even the... Honestly, Jalen Hurts is better than Justin Herbert. I'm not saying Justin (laughs) Herbert is that good. Like, I'm not really high on him either, but he was projected. Yeah, but my If he would have... Exactly. It was projected by the media, right? The media made met Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, if the media wasn't covering uh Justin Herbert, he would one hundred percent uh he would have one hundred percent won the second round if the media wasn't covering him. But the media loves him, just like they love Trevor Lawrence, and that's why Trevor Lawrence is gonna go number one overall. They can talk about Justin Fields and all these other and Trey Lance and all these other guys, but there's nothing to he, he's the highest ranked prospect since Andrew Luck. Like they love him that much. He's not he would have to have a horrible season in order for him not to go number one. A terrible like Justin season. Herbert. Like Justin Herbert. And then he could have a Justin get... Herbert type season and still go number one. That's I, I honestly feel that way about Trevor Lawrence and how the media feels about him and why how teams rate him. He's six foot six, he's two fifty, he throws a great ball, he's a champion. Um, he only has what one loss in his entire college football career. He's he's gonna have one more loss this year. He's market. I he's marketable. He's marketable. He looks like sunshine. He's got the hair. He's has a good arm, good footwork. Uh, throws low interceptions every single year. He's going. He's going number one. He would have to have an. I mean, season. look. I'm I'm sold on I'm I am sold on Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying that it could be a case. But I see your point. I definitely see uh, your point. I'm, yeah, I'm just like. Like, I really do believe that Justin Fields could have a Burrow-type season and still not go number one. I think Burrow wouldn't have gone number one. If if Trevor Lawrence Lawrence was eligible, Burrow wouldn't have won number one? I believe that. Yeah, like, like let's say he has the season that he did last season, which he underperformed, right, to what we thought he was going to do. Yeah, yeah. If Burrow had his season this year and came into the league off of a national championship, too, same whole thing, like... Yeah, Lawrence gets drafted. Yeah, because because Burrow's knock on him is just like his athletic tools. It's his 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 arms, and that would have probably been like yeah, not only the athletic tools but the age too that would affect. Yeah, the age one one possible one year wonder. Um, Trevor Lawrence was going to get picked over him. Yeah, I I believe that too. Yeah, actually, this might be a good um true transition to the NFL since we're talking about Joe Burrow because I got something I gotta say about Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, let's talk about Joe Burrow. I I do love Joe Burrow, by the way. Um, the Browns game, I know they lost and, um, that kind of sucked to see, but I got to tell you, man, Joe Burrow is something else, isn't he? Like 60 passes. That's so ridiculous for a 61, <laughs> 37 of 61. Unbelievable. That is so <laughs> like, what is he playing for? Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was the craziest thing to see and no picks, no interceptions. No, three touchdowns, no. I believe. Three I think touchdowns. it was still, yeah. Three touchdowns. Now was he like was it was it this insane like he threw like forty five? Now he threw thirty seven for sixty one. But it's just the fact that the organization is just like you know what we suck. Our line is ass. We can't run the football. Joe Mixon sucks right now. Our defense can't get anything done. You know what? Every single play, just throw the ball. We don't care. Just throw it. <laughs> and it was it was uh, honestly I I will say this. I heard Colin Cowherd say this, and I didn't know how I felt about it, and I had to sleep on it. Colin Cowherd yesterday said that Joe Burrow is better than Baker Mayfield. And I got to say, 
I don't know if he's I don't know if he's wrong. I don't know if he's wrong. And Baker's on my fantasy team. I you see Baker. Baker Mayfield against the Ravens. I don't even care about the Bengals. You seen him against the all Ravens. Right, right. I gotta, <laughs> that's another thing that I got to I got to say this about the Baker Mayfield Ravens game. Week one after the season that they had Lamar Jackson winning the MVP and people are still doubting the Ravens like but six they, they points. Were gonna come, I'm saying they were going to come out. The Ravens have the best team in football. I know, but six points. But it's not close how much better that team is than everybody else. They're way better than everybody else. They're way better. They're way better than I thought. I have the. I think that the, they would have blew out. Every, they would have blew out every single team besides the Saints, Chiefs, and that's it. I would say and maybe Patriots. Seattle, and maybe Seattle. They would beat the Patriots, but I would say blowing them out. They would have blown out the Patriots. No, they no. Belichick would at least no, try to slow them blew, down. They would have blew the Patriots out of the water. They would have destroyed the Patriots. I'm sorry. All right. That's week, that's week a top one. Yeah. They were they were that, that good. Lamar is different this year. That's a topic for another time because I do want to ask you this question okay. about uh Joe Burrow. Okay. So do you think he will have David Carritis? As in Throwing him to the fire too early in his career and throwing all these passes, taking all these hits that he's going to get scarred as he get, gets older and he's not going to develop to his full potential. Um, so uh, the Derek Carr slash Sam Bradford. No, slash, da- David uh, Carr, not not Derek Carr, the the brother, the, oh, tex- the okay. former oh, Texans the Texas quarterback, Texas David Carr. Or even yeah, uh, David Carr. What's the Jets quarterback? It's the same thing, isn't it? Sam Darnold, I honestly, I don't, I think, I think pretty good. Well, his team sucks. We we play in the division with the Patriots. They kind of scar you yeah. anyway. So yeah, plus the worst jerseys in the league too. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that line is really bad. Like it's really bad. Like to the point where I probably would have traded the number one pick in order to get some linemen. It's so bad. It's it's awful. Um, yeah, if the if they don't do anything to to um, put some protection on him, they're kind of screwed. I don't think Burrow is necessarily going to be like a top five QB in the league, but um, he's. I feel like really, he has he, potential he, to be, but he might be ruined by the Bengals. I think his peak is um, like Rich Man's Garoppolo, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think he'll be Garoppolo, but you know more what? Accurate. I I said this in LSU. I he looked he looked like Drew Brees to me. No, I. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to compare anyone to Drew Brees, but no. like you, you don't think so? No, absolutely. the thing about the thing about Drew Brees when Drew Brees came to the league, do you really think he was going to be this good? No, they they drafted Philip Rivers for a reason because Drew Brees was playing terrible no, early I'm in his career. About the way he plays, he doesn't play anything like Drew Brees. In just terms in terms more, of his ball um, placement, he's more his like ball a, placement is accuracy. He's more like a. Trying to think of a good cop. I'm just no, talking about in terms says, of his accuracy. In terms of like, his accuracy, I will say this. Uh, and uh, again, stealing this from Colin Cowherd because I definitely have heard him say this. He does play a lot like Tony Romo. He's very similar to Tony Romo, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, because you're getting a no. Tony Romo's a no. Tony Romo's a great quarterback. Just that yeah. has a bad reputation. Yeah, well, because he sucks in the playoffs, but. Um, yeah, I think Burrow can be a high-end, accurate quarterback. I don't think he'll be Drew Brees because I don't think he has uh, – well, I just don't think he has that that oomph to give you, you know, 4,500, 45 touchdowns in a year. 
I don't think he. I don't think he has. He kind of. Well, he kind of did that. Melis you so. No, he did do I that mean, at LSU. But look at what he had at LSU. That was the true. That, that, that You're roster right. was insane. It's insane that roster. And if I had Jamar Chase, shoot, I would throw for at least two thousand yards. <laughs> and then, and then again, what you can attribute to Drew Brees is his coaching. If he didn't have yeah. Sean Payton, I yeah. mean, he was already he was already a Pro Bowl yeah, quarterback listen, most, in the Chargers, but Sean Payton transformed him. Listen, most great players, whether you're in the NBA or in maybe not soccer, soccer not so much, but in most sports, most sports, no, even soccer too, even soccer, yeah, even it, soccer, soccer too, some transformed players, saying, yeah, like, soccer not as much, not as much. In, in other sports. I'm saying in order to be, like, the great. If you're in order to be, a, like, insanely great. you I feel like you need a coach in any in any sport in order to be, like, to get that extra. Like, Drew Brees 100% would not be Drew Brees without um, – what's his name? I feel like football is more so than others. Football definitely more even, so than others. Because even basketball, you could not have a coach and still be a superstar. Anthony Davis, for example. But at the same time, oh. you know, you, uh, you don't get Kawhi Leonard without Pop. Yeah, that's true. You that's know. true. So, yeah, it, I think it definitely does depend on the situation and the player. But, yeah, Drew Brees for sure. But that's – and I guess that is the other thing. What if Drew Brees has, like, a phenomenal coach? Like, what if he went to – I think the probably the best situation for Burrow in the entire NFL would have been, like, to go to with Sean McVay and Rams. I think he would have been unstoppable. <laughs> See, when he did it, Jared Goff, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his potential will be. I guess we'll see. But he looks great after his rookie game against the Browns. He looks great. Second game, sorry. So, I mean, Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, he's a quarterback's guy, right? So Yeah, he is. Shouldn't he be – so you don't think he'll be much better just because he has a quarterback coach? Um, I don't know. Listen, the Beng- I don't think the Bengals are a horrible organization. I will say that too. I don't think they're bad because, listen – um, what's his name? The quarterback that they just got rid of, Andy Dalton. I mean, say what you want about him. He wasn't an awful quarterback. He made a couple Pro Bowls, had a couple really good seasons. To, to, to be honest, he's not much worse than what Dak Prescott is. Yeah. If, you, if you give him that same team, he'll put up Dak Prescott-like stats, which is why I think they signed him, just in case Dak Prescott doesn't want to sign that extension. Granted, I would put some respect on Dak Prescott's name right there a little bit, but um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. For sure, put some respect on Dak Prescott's name, though. He's definitely better. I mean, no, I'm saying Dak Prescott is good, but I just feel like he also benefits from being in the Cowboys, where I just think he's a slightly above average quarterback anywhere else. Really? And I think Danny Dalton's an average quarterback, so I just don't think it's as much as a drop off people think think it is. But Dak is like way more accurate than Andy Dalton. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, but when you have Prescott on this, like the when you have games. Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know. I feel like Zeke once you take bad. out... Well, Zeke's not bad, but Zeke is not Zeke but, anymore. But he's still the name. The name is Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Defense will still key on him. You're absolutely right. His name is Ezekiel Elliott. He's not, he hasn't been good for, like... He ha- I'm saying he has it, but defenses was little key on him because he's Ezekiel Elliott. But when you, when he true. was hurt, Dak when capitalized off that. when when he was hurt, when Amari Cooper wasn't on the team, Dak Prescott struggled. I'm saying Dak Prescott is good, but I don't he's see great. him. I think I he's great. I don't think he's great. I think he's good. I think he's just good, and I think. So do you think? I think. Well, <laughs> um, 
Well, here's the thing. We argue about quarterbacks all the time. Like, we argued about Gardner Minshew last week. Which, by the way, um, how right was I about Gardner Minshew? Real quick. Just out of nowhere. It's one week. Trubisky was good last week. Uh, Trubisky was was good. (laughs) It's one week. Gardner Minshew was the the third best quarterback that week. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. He was the third best quarterback. You you see how good Trubisky was? Yeah. Trubisky was second. Trubisky was second. And... uh, and Russell Wilson was third. What company to be in <laughs> during the week? Mitchell Trubisky and Russell Wilson. Will, what company to be in? To be Wilson, in? Trubisky, and Minshew. The t- three best quarterbacks last week. Yeah, which is absolutely crazy. I, I wonder if um, – who do the – I know the uh, the Bears have a bad game this week. I think they play the Giants. What, what would be your thought process if Trubisky has, like, his second point performance against the Giants this week? Are you in? Are you sold in on Mitchell Trubisky? Are you still get him out of the organization? Where are you? Give me, give me four games, four weeks of this, four straight oh, weeks of this, and then I'm sold. So, I'm and sold. then you're willing to just the problem. The, last though, three years. The, the, the the problem with Trubisky is that he wasn't honestly all like he has talent. Like it was, if you watch a game, it's clear to see he has like a yeah, natural talent. If you watch talent. the second half of the game, you can tell that he has talent. If you watch that first half, <laughs> yeah, it, it's same old shit. It's just the thing is like the mentals of him, and it, he just never he's never consistent. He's very inconsistent. Yeah. So like, look, like I've seen games like this, like the week one game with Trubisky. Like I've I've joked in like, oh my goodness, this is, I've never seen a Trubisky before, but I have seen this. This is uh, rookie year Trubisky. He had games like this, but the problem with Trubisky is his consistency. So if I could get four straight weeks of this, maybe there was a reason why he beat Nick Foles and not. Not just because he's a first round pick and we want to see if we could get any money for him or if there's a reason why we should pay him. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If I'm the Bears, I am uh I, I need I need more than four weeks. I need like a whole season. But to be honest with you, did you watch the game? Did you watch the Lions game? Did you watch that? Game? I watched I watched the second half because I had red I, w- I was Yeah, you got no you know with direct TV, you, you give like that first week free oh, yeah, with NFL those, Sunday you, ticket. You got that notification so, and it was just like, Oh yeah, the Bears are coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the, the Vikings after the Vikings Packers game, I and the Falcons game, uh in Patriots game, I switched the Bears the Bears Lions game and then I saw that amazing throw by Trubisky. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just it was just strange that like red zone like the nfl app like sent everybody a text message was like hey mitchell Trubisky's playing like tom brady for 20 minutes <laughs> oh I, I actually didn't even see that uh text message i just saw you know like how they show the stats in the bottom of the ticker yeah. and i saw the Trubisky stats i'm like what and then i saw how they were coming coming back because yeah. lions were blowing them out in the beginning so i was like well, well let's switch it to that game yeah because it was um it was 13 to 6 at half i think and um i just remember watching it and i was just like well, the Lions are actually not as bad as I thought they were going to be. I thought the Lions were going to be trash. And then um, all of actually, a sudden... Actually, I was positive the Lions this year because I like Matt Patricia. I like what he's doing to the defense. I, I liked Matt Patricia for like a season. And then <laughs> it was just all downhill from there. I, yeah, Matt Patricia is ass. But um, yeah, the Lions are probably going to have the same thing that they have every single year where they like win two to three games in the beginning and then they just suck the rest of the year. But... Um, when it comes to the Bears and the Lions, like watching the whole first half, to be honest with you, like I was saying, why I don't understand why Trubisky's still in. I was saying put in Nick Foles, like in the first half of the game, like the very first half. So of the, the game. first, so the first half he was terrible, yeah, because I didn't watch awful. that first half. He was awful okay. in the first half. He was terrible. 
And even in the third quarter, he was pretty bad. <laughs> to be honest with you, he was pretty I really, I, was So pretty I really horrible. just tuned in when he was good, the fourth quarter. I yeah, really just tuned in when he know, was really he good. He had to drive the, like, the last minute or two of the third quarter. He, has to, he had to drive to set up the, touch, his, the first touchdown. Um, but he was terrible. He was so bad. I, 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 now, the, I think he's going to have another great game, more than likely. If he doesn't have a great game, you have to bench him because the Giants are ass. They're so bad um, defensively. But, yeah. Yeah. Trubisky needs to sit down. I'd rather have Josh Rosen. Oh, no. <laughs> Josh Rosen? Listen. He might he might almost be in Nathan Peterman territory right now. <laughs> Shoot. Or... Uh, the Dolphins cut you. The Dolphins cut you. Yeah. That's tough. And the Cardinals gave up on him, like when the Cardinals were bad. They're like, nope. after what? After one year? Yeah, after, <laughs> after one, year, one year? Yeah, crazy. Ten, tenth, tenth pick, right? The tenth pick. Tenth pick, yeah, yeah. Man, if you just look back at that draft class, how bad has scouts have messed up? Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's probably one of the worst. Um, it's one of the worst drafts. It's a pretty bad one. It's a pretty bad. It's one. definitely a very bad quarterback draft class, but that you have a future Hall of Famer who's the last quarterback in the first round to get drafted. Yeah, I wouldn't say the the last the last two for the last two quarterbacks were the two best quarterbacks in that first round. Because Allen, well, Allen was drafted number seven. Actually, okay, so, but still, like it was turns out to be Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, be the two best quarterbacks out that draft. I mean. Now, I feel like we're missing one in the middle rounds actually turned out well. Minshew, right? Yeah, Minshew was in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Minshew. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're in on Minshew a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, he's better than Darnold. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. He's better than Rosen. He's better than Rosen. We know that, right? Nah, Rosen's a god. I'm sorry. Rosen's the best. No, I, I was so, – look, I was sold on Rosen when he was at California, but – Yeah, it, it, but yeah. – you know what's funny? I just pulled up this draft. This is a very weird draft because, like, the amount of talent in this is like kind of kind of stupid. It's kind of dumb how good the in other is. in other positions, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you got Sam, Dar- uh, you got uh, I always said Sam Darnold. You got Saquon, you got Ward, Quinn Nelson, Dinka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, uh, Van Esch, Edmonds, like crazy. And then you, you know, number one Baker. <laughs> Number number three. Sam the Darnold. funny thing, the end of the rookie year, Baker looked like such a sure thing. He looked like a future Hall of Famer that rookie year. Yeah, same thing with Bradley. Oh Chubb. my! Remember Bradley Chubb? Oh yeah. Oh, he, he's he a, looked insane. He's he's from my town too, Powder Springs, Georgia. You know, actually, you know, he doesn't look that bad. He doesn't. His, yeah, he's not that bad. Is was is his problem was just injuries? Really? Uh, yeah. At least his sophomore season. I haven't really paid attention to him this year. But yeah, his sophomore year. Yeah, it was just injuries. From Austell, you're so right. I mean, yeah, boom. You can't really, like, I don't really call someone a draft bust and they just keep getting hurt all the time. It's just, they're just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, sometimes cool. if they if they are injury prone in, in college, mm-hmm. then you should have foreshadowed. Like, maybe you'll be injury prone in the NFL. But if he wasn't injury prone at all, and then all of a sudden comes to the NFL, keeps getting hurt, it's like, what can you do? Like, I don't think like scouts should get fired off that. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the game. Yeah. Let me, um, I'm going to rattle off some questions from, from week one that I wrote down. Cause I'm just interested to see what, uh, what you have to say about it. Okay. Cool okay. Let's, um, let's start with Eagles, Washington. Cause I thought that that game was horrible. 
Overreaction number one. Carson Wentz isn't that good. Overreaction. But he is injury prone. <laughs> so, like, I'm still concerned at how long his NFL career would last. Will he be another Andrew Luck and retire early? I don't know. But overreaction. He is he is still a very good quarterback. Just with him, you need to make sure you have a good backup, which is why they drafted Jalen Hurts. Here's the case for why Carson Wentz isn't that good. <laughs> you let me hear it. Um, okay, has this great year in 2016, right? Phenomenal year. MVP-like season. MVP-like season gets hurt, and then we go into the woes, right? Right now, I don't think that you can really genuinely say that Carson Wentz is um, better than Dak Prescott which for us, that's been, like, linked because, obviously, they're in our division. They're going to go up against each other every single year. Same draft, so we've had the same time to look at them. I, can, can you definitively say that Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott? I don't think you can for two reasons. One, I say yes because he's doing more with less. I don't think he is, though. If you look at both of the uh, – the only thing that's saving the Eagles is coaching. Our offensive line is injured and getting older, same, same as the Cowboys – uh, Cowboys have more weapons at receiver. Um, we have more. Uh, we have more uh, weapons at tight end. I mean, who's your who's your uh, Our number one receiver? Is... The, the the rookie Jalen Rieger. Yeah, Jalen Rieger. Looks, yeah, yeah, he looks promising. But I mean, that's your number. That's the number one receiver, though. So how you can? But you want to know what's crazy? Cross- you want to know what's crazy? In that game, he looks he looks great. He just doesn't throw it to him. He didn't throw it to him. He only threw it to him one time. Our number one target was our uh, tight end Goddard. That was our number one like target. During he definitely the day. was because he went off in fantasy. Yeah, no, he was incredible in fantasy. Absolutely great. But it's like I look at the team, and it's like, yeah, we don't have a good rusher. Granted, Sanders was injured, and uh, we should take Najee Harris in the second round. Just throwing that out there, Eagles. But um, like we have spots at receiver. He had a great first half, didn't he? I don't know if you watched it. His first half was great. He threw he uh, and then in oh the yeah the, half, the the he, eagle. I was watching the Vikings Packers game, so the Eagles Redskins game. I didn't really catch yeah catch it. So um, back to why Carson is washed. No elite quarterback or a quarterback that was supposed to be an MVP has this first half that he does where he looks like he's about to throw in a clinic. Looks like it's about to be the same thing um, that it was basically for the past uh, four years ever since RG three and Kirk Cousins left the organization, you know, we're going to beat them, just destroy them. And then he has probably the worst second half collapse behind Detroit. <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't think that's a good thing to see from your franchise quarterback. Thing with uh, Carson Wentz, he reminds me kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and a Brett Favre in a way where he's just a daredevil quarterback where he'll, he could win you games on his own, but he could lose you games on his own. And that's just something you got to expect with him. Okay. So you're in on him. You're in. I'm I'm in. I just I'm but if I'm just iffy on him being my franchise quarterback because I just don't know of his uh tr- career trajectory. I'm just worried. Okay. On to the art uh Cardinals and 49ers. Got a two parter for you. Two parter. Oh, is it Kyler Murray? Cause I because I'm sold on Kyler Murray, by the way. No, I, I think I don't think if you're not sold on Cardinal Kyler Murray, you either don't watch football or you just don't understand. Um, if you're if I'm sold on Kyler Murray, oh, if I'm not sold on Kyler yeah, if you're not Murray, sold okay. on Kyler, okay. Kyler Murray, okay. I don't think you understand like what football is. But um, yeah, Cardinals, 
legit threat for the NFL title. I I feel like that's a little bit far fetched now, but definitely a legit threat for top of that division. You don't think I they're a that. Super Bowl threat now? Because I got like, no. I, I I say they could be, but look, I mean, they got to shake off that rep, that that stink first. They got to shake off that reputation. So uh, I'm just gonna go small steps and say they're a legit threat for that to, top of that division, or have or be the best offensive team in the NFL. Okay. So so what you're saying is like maybe, but let's breathe. Let's take a breath. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a breath. Let's take a breath. Because usually teams like like. Like high octane teams like this don't usually do good in the playoffs. At least with the Chiefs, they had to find their footing first before they won their their Super Bowl. The forty. But yeah, Kyler Kyler Murray might be an MVP this year. He might be. Maybe. Part two to this question. Uh, I think that if the 49ers are going to have the season that they're going to have, I think that they're going to go ten and six on the year. If Trey Lance is available, I think I take him. I'm out on Jimmy G. What about you? I'm out on him. I'm done. I don't. I don't. I, the 49ers will not win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G as their quarterback. I'm out. I know what well, I disagree with you because I feel like teams can't win a Super Bowl with just an average quarterback. If everybody else on your team is just so good, if you have this elite defense, I feel like you can. I mean, it's going to be hard going against Patrick Mahomes. So maybe if you're thinking with that thought process that like, look, if we're going to go to shootout, we need a quarterback that's capable of bringing a shootout. But no, I think Jimmy Jimmy G is 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 uh, satisfactory enough to be the starting quarterback. They just need to shore up everything else up because look. A first round pick is valuable. If you already got a quarterback you're investing so much money on, who it who is capable of starting might not be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, mm-hmm. but is capable of just being serviceable, then I feel like you need to address all your other positions first. Okay. Number three out of five. I got I got two more after this. I mean, uh, I was going to make the example. You, uh, Ravens won a Super Bowl with Joe, Joe Flacco, so that is true. That's actually a very good point. It's a very solid point. Actually, I didn't even think about Trent Dilfer won a, won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I know that was a different time in the NFL, Trent but Dilfer. I'm just saying, is it, it like? Yeah. Say again. I said Trent Dilfer's the goat. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, easier but... to win with a bet. I, I just think it, obviously it just makes it easier to win with with a good quarterback at the helm. But then again, if you have a superstar quarterback, like let's say Aaron Rodgers, and you're putting so much money to him where he can't really pay anybody hey, hey, else. They're already How paying many... Jimmy G like 150 for four years. They're already paying him. Touche. <laughs> they are they are paying him like a superstar. But that's what I'm saying. So they're already locked into him. So you might as well just address your other positions. Yeah. Uh, draft Like you only have a draft pick for about three, four years before you have to pay them big money, which is why San Francisco 49ers had to trade the Forrest Buckner. Yeah. So might as well just keep adding to that defense, adding top prospects to that defense, and then see if you can go back to the Super Bowl again. Number three. The Buccaneers lost to the Saints. Why is everybody freaking out? (laughs) Because Tom Brady looks like Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Yeah, but it's the Saints. I like, yeah, I, I said the same thing that uh, that probably will be the best team they'll face all season. Yeah, so like they're it's playing, only it's only up from here. Like, why is everybody acting like they're not playing the Panthers this week? Mm-hmm. Like they're like he's not about to drop hundred yards on that. I, I, I said this. I said like, look, Buccaneers are winning that game. Like, <laughs> this is Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I know. I understand. They scored and no OTAs, no spring training, no preseason. He go and he goes in there and actually 
you know, he threw two interceptions. But One of the interceptions was a miscommunication issue yeah, uh, with Mike Evans. Yeah, and Mike Evans, he got a full week of Mike, Mike Evans this week. It's like, he didn't even have that awful of a game. It wasn't even like, he, it wasn't a good game, but it wasn't awful. It's just because, look, everybody loves to hate Brady. Yeah. Everybody loves to hate Brady. So when they see him should show a chink in the armor, mm-hmm. especially in a different team, it's like, it's just so fun to pile in on him. Like, like everybody wants to pile in on Tom Brady. Everybody wants to ride him off. Yeah. Everybody wants to doubt him. Everybody wants to say they're right. Even some Patriots fans, I'm doing it. Like, look, I admit, I have my fun seeing, like, all these memes and all these pictures of Tom Brady. Like, I'm a wrestling fan, so I see, <laughs> like, old Shawn Michaels, ball-headed oh. Shawn Michaels, ball-headed Triple oh, no. H after, like, after, like, a like a pay-per-view match mm-hmm. and they're just together and it's like uh tom brady and gronk and it was i was dying laughing but i mean it is an overreaction it's funny but it's an overreaction i was surprised that first drive when tom brady dove for that touchdown because it was something i did not see in new england like when when he does the quarterback sneaks in New England, he literally just reaches his arms yeah. across the plane, and that's it. He literally went head first to the head zone that first drive, took a hit yeah. at 42 years old, and got back up and spiked the ball. I was like, what? What type of – like, he is on some type of adrenaline. Like, I've never seen this pump Brady. Like, like well, I, I mean, we've seen pump Brady's before at New England, but yeah, a guy just fired up taking a big hit like that. He didn't do that in New England. <laughs> no, he sure didn't. Um, I will say this. He is worse than normal. Um, it seems like he doesn't have that pocket magic like he used to. You know what I mean? You know? No, I said this as a Patriots fan. Yeah. Like, look, I watched all the games last season. He was – I'm saying this honestly. I'm not saying this because he left. Mm-hmm. He was holding us back. He was holding us back. Not saying oh, that he was making our back. team worse. Yeah. No, not saying he was making our team worse. But, like, look, his career, like, with us was pretty much done. Like, he wasn't going to win us the Super Bowl. He was just like – he was just like – it was like – I don't want to say this because Kobe passed. The rest piece, Kobe, but it's kind of like when Kobe – at post Achilles, Kobe, where with the Lakers, it was like he wasn't making them better. He was just like there. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, but I he was like, a legend. It was like that was the, like that with Tom Brady. The difference is, is that the Patriots still had a good defense, and Kobe had um, Robert Sacre. So that that too, Co- that too. Yeah. Co- they just had a horrible team, but we knew we weren't winning the Super Bowl with Brady, However, and it was kind of evident, like the final like games of the regular season. It was kind of holding us back. If we had Jimmy Garoppolo that time, Belichick definitely would have benched Brady. I had no doubt in my I mind. Mean, he is still a top twenty quarterback. Like, let's not get crazy. He's still top twenty. I mean, no. I mean, yeah. I didn't say he was going. I didn't say he was back of level. Like, yeah, of course he's top twenty. But if you think this is the Brady that he's better than that, huh? He's better than Carson Wentz. That's for sure. I say the depends what offense you you want. The depends what offense. If you want a more conservative offense, he's better than Wentz. If you want an offense where you want to score like forty points, Wentz is better. Yeah, we'll see. But you're still sold. You still think they make the playoffs, the Bucks? Oh yeah, they're gonna make they're gonna make the playoffs. They're going against the Falcons and the Panthers. They're going to make the playoffs. Like that's fair. Okay, number four. Um. When are we going to start putting some more respect on Aaron Rodgers' name? That's something that um I've been saying that. I've been saying that. Yeah, like it is I still don't get 
Jordan Love has to be Patrick Mahomes 2.0 for them to justify drafting him yeah, in the first round. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I had a feeling that this was going to happen, that Aaron Rodgers was just going to be like, what the fuck are you drafting a quarterback? You drafted a quarterback? All right, I'm just going to go off. The first p- skill position they drafted on offense <laughs> since Rodgers got drafted. Yeah, and it's like a quarterback. the craziest part is like Justin Jefferson is on the board at that point, I think. And I think he would have been perfect. Perfect to compliment the uh, now, next to Devontae Adams. Watching week one and seeing how good Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling was was for them. No, they, they were uh, do they, Yeah, do they does Packers really look as bad drafting love now? But what about they did have faith in Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling? I mean, no. <laughs> no. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's still a bad that because they traded up to get him. That's the whole. That's that's the biggest. That too. That yeah, too. They traded yeah. up to get him. But um, what I'm really saying is like, think about the past couple of years, right? Aaron Rodgers has been in this very weird void of just nobody talking to him, not talking about him, except for Stephen A. Smith saying he's a bad. Man. But um, like everybody always says, who are the top quarterbacks? So it's Tom Brady. It's Russell Wilson. It's Pat Mahomes. Look, I still say Aaron Rodgers is is top three. It's top three. It's Mahomes, so Wilson, Rodgers. So you have him over Lamar? Oh, see, that's why I need, that's why I need to start thinking. Well, top five, top five. See, that's the thing. Like, uh, and even the now. The thing is, like, even depends now. what you're looking for. Pocket passer is definitely top three. I mean, pocket passer, he's probably number two. You know, you got Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes, I wouldn't take, like, if we're just talking, like, you just want a pocket passer, I mean. Or just strictly passing. Well, well, I mean, I got to move around to the final. Okay, just strictly passing. Just strictly passing. Not factoring rushing, then top three. If we're talking strictly passing, I don't know if I want anybody other than Mahomes and then Rodgers. I think I I'd say Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes, Wilson, and Rodgers. So Wilson and Rodgers would be like two way, two B. In terms of throwing the football, I think I would take Rodgers. I say they're about for me. They're about even. Wilson to me, Wilson has been as good as he's ever been right now. So well, he had probably the best debut, right? Out of everybody, yeah, yeah, except for maybe maybe Gardner, but that's my last one. Um, yeah, but Rodgers has been in like this weird spot where. I mean, a couple, I feel like a year or two ago, people were not talking about Aaron Rodgers as like a top five quarterback. But it's like now, even they last year, even last year, they go 13 and three. Like, this isn't something that I don't think that like, as much as people have been shitting on Rodgers for the past two years, this is not something that we should be saying about a guy who went 13 and three last year, made the playoffs as a Super Bowl champion. Like, we should be putting a lot more respect on Aaron Rodgers. And we're game. talking about Rodgers that much when he went 13 and 3 because they started and they started involving the run game a lot more where it was like more sometimes some games it was more run first and, and pass second for the Packers. So that's why that's why uh media started stopped talking about Rodgers as much too during that 13 and 3 season. But like but I do agree with you. I'm every bit as sold on Aaron Rodgers as you are. Aaron Rodgers is still every bit as good as he was five years ago. It's just that it's a different offense now, and he has less weapons. So, of course, he was going to struggle. He When he had to run for his life half the time, when that offensive line always gets hurt, he, of course, he was going to throw some interceptions. Of course, he was going to struggle. Last and final thing. Last and final thing. Okay. 
Jacksonville isn't that bad. One week. <laughs> They're not one, one week. All right, here's the case. One week. Here's the case. Gardner Minshew, as I said before, is the most underrated quarterback in the league. He's top 15, no question. No question he's top 15. What does he go out there and do? 19 for 20. One incompletion for the whole game. 173 yards, three touchdowns. And the reason why they won that football game, right? James Robinson, not that great of a debut, but pretty solid. LaVista Chanel Sa- looks like a Signed great- him on fantasy. Signed him on fantasy. LaVista Chanel looks like a great choice. Um, Good pick. Great pick, right? Um, Keenan Cole, pretty solid game. But the defense... I thought the defense was going to be worse without uh, uh, what's his name, both of their names actually. Who did they get? Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, and Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, and Ngakwe. Yeah, you think they're going to be bad, but no. Who comes through? Miles Jack is actually amazing. I don't know why. C.J. Henderson looks like that number nine pick was probably the best pick. Um, that might have been the best pick of the draft because when I saw a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot of drafts uh, pundits were high on CJ Henderson. Yeah, I mean CJ Henderson. You want to talk about replacing Jalen Ramsey with? I mean, he had a phenomenal debut. That was probably the best rookie performance. Comparing to a quarterback that got picked higher higher than him, how did Jeff Okuda do? Since he watched the full game, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't he. Wasn't CJ Henderson? That's what I'll say. He wasn't. Okay. CJ, he wasn't. He yeah. He was fine, but yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a number three pick. That's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. But Here. but CJ Henderson, man, he's good. So what do you think, Jaguars? Just one game, or you think that they might? I think they light, might. I'm thinking they might I think they might sneak around and get five, six games. Five, six weeks. Like Trubisky, give me four weeks and not and I'll give you my opinion. Give me four weeks. Four weeks and then it's over with. They could easily they could easily be one and three. So give okay. me four weeks. All right. Uh, after the first week, last uh, last thing I'll say about the NFL. After the first week, have your picks changed? Because I still have I still think the Ravens have the best roster in football and they're going to win the Super Bowl. What do you, uh, anything change for you or still the same? Uh, still, still pretty much the same. Like I said, like like I said with the Ravens, we we're pretty much saw in the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I was a little bit higher on the Browns, and after that blowout, even though I know we were high on the Ravens, mm-hmm. I just thought they were going to look different after the Kitchens monstrosity last year. I just yeah. thought they were going to look different. I know they won against the Bengals, but then again, it's a rookie. It's a rookie J- Joe Burrow led Bengals, so mm-hmm. that's to be the fact that the, it was still close. It, to me, is more alarming than anything. Yeah. Um, aside from that, um, nothing's really changed. Like for the NFL, anything is like like they say, any given Sunday, mm-hmm. anything can happen. So well, it's only one week yeah. before we just go and spiral out of control. Maybe the Minnesota Vikings might not have as many. Well, we all know we didn't have as many weapons, but maybe they look like they they're on a, they're on a sign of struggling this year. Yeah, I, I said it last year. Trading Diggs was a or uh, letting Diggs walk was a bad idea. Well, a first round pick is always good, but probably not good for this you know, season. There, there's just, just certain things unless you can like guarantee that you're going to get a top five pick. 
and you know that kid is going to be good, you don't trade a, a sure thing like Diggs. Like trading but, Hopkins. I mean, Diggs wanted to leave at the end of the day, so they had to trade a guy that wants to leave, and they get a first round pick for a guy that wants to like leave. I think that's a good I feel trade. Like we could have smoothed it over. It's like we got Josh Allen. Like the team is getting better. Like I understand the Vikings are good or were good, but the Vikings are are in this spot where it's like, how good can the Vikings be? Or do we have to tear down the whole thing and like try to fight it? Because I gotta tell you, the Vikings are either gonna be as good or they're they're about to get worse. They're definitely getting worse. Yeah, I'm looking at that game. Packers game; they're they're getting worse. Yeah, uh, Cousins look like he had no one to throw to. He doesn't because he doesn't. Or besides Thielen, <laughs> yeah. it's like besides Thielen, who's but like running for his life out there. Thielen, Thielen, yeah, Thielen is like double covered now. Thielen is best as a number two receiver, not as a number one receiver. And he will not. He, well, he was a number one receiver when what's his name was there. When Keno? Oh no, no Thielen, no. No, deal, but I mean, Dylan was like the number one target in the receiver, but we knew that Diggs was the number one receiver. I'm, t- I'm saying that D- Dylan, Dylan is like Juju Smith-Schuster in a way where he benefits when there's uh when there's like the X when there's the outside receiver, the X receiver, at Y receiver mm-hmm. is next to him. He benefits off that, but he doesn't benefit when he is the main focus, focal point. Mm-hmm. So him being a main focal point makes him much worse. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But no. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. All right. So since we're speaking about what who's right, and we can speak about who's wrong. I mean, I was wrong on the Denver Nuggets for like <laughs> how long? <laughs> Uh, top five transition. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you were on for a while. Yeah, yeah I, a I, while. I love, I love, I love people wrong on Denver Nuggets. Except for me, <laughs> All right, three one, no three one Denver Nuggets. They should be a classic team on two K. It just says three one Denver Nuggets and have a ninety five rated Jamal Murray, ninety seven rated Nikola Jokic. Gary Harris with 99 perimeter defense and 99 steals. Hey, like, hey, but <laughs> all right, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but literally, what was the last thing that I said about the Clippers before I left for vacation? Does anybody remember what I said? Because I, I remember. I, I think it's related to do with choking, but I don't exactly. I, I literally said Clippers suck. <laughs> that was the last thing I said. Oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah, you did I said say the that. Clippers suck. Um, I don't know if it's a Denver thing. But I'm pretty sure that it was a Clippers thing more than likely. The Clippers just suck, man. They just do. They think that they're the bee's knees. Kawhi thought that, oh, yeah, we're the best. Paul George is just like, yeah, we don't know each other. It's about chemistry. Dude, you had an entire year plus. You have had more longer, more than anybody to figure out. Like, this is you know, Butler's the, first the, year. The, they have title the, defenders chemistry. The fans. funny thing is two months ago, he said this was championship or bust. But now two months later, he said, well, it's not championship or bust. Yeah. What is it? What is it, Paul George? What is it, pandemic P? Yeah, it's – um, yeah, the Clippers just suck, man. But the Nuggets, I will say – I will say this, because I didn't put some respect on his name. I'll put some respect on Jamal Murray's name now. You I, have to. You said I he was inconsistent. Yeah, I he, was sold on Jamal Murray. You were wrong on that. I was very out on Jamal Murray. I was very, like, he's going to crash down to earth. Which he's had He's had some crash down to earth games. Like, let's be fair. He's had to crash down to earth games. But, yeah, he's been outstanding. Outstanding. 
Except for the Lakers game, he wasn't. He he wasn't. Uh, Look, that game. Let's let's be honest. Now that game was a wash. Like they played back to back seven game series, of course, and they were already riding on a higher course. When you play against the the Lakers after that, of course you're going to lose. It's a it's a wash game. So let me ask game you two to me is more indicative of the series than anything. So have they changed your opinion? You you have the you have the Nuggets now uh, beating the Lakers. I, as, as a as a fan, mm-hmm. as a fan, I want to root for the Denver Nuggets to beat the Lakers. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm not going to doubt the Nuggets anymore. Um, Lakers better not let it get to three one. They better sweep them. They better not let them get to three one. If they get three one, everything that I'm saying about the Lakers, I feel like is going to happen either this round or next round. Um, listen, the. If LeBron has the type of games that he has, which he wasn't like, he wasn't horrible. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, 15 point LeBron James is a dangerous thing for the for a Lakers team. He can't do that and win all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like relying on not with not relying, not with Gary. Yeah, I mean not when Jamal Murray is going off. Yeah, like if Jamal Murray has a 40 point game, they lose. And you can't rely on like KCP. And Danny Green and Kyle Cooper. They're not going to be hitting shots again like that, yeah, like they like, were. Like, LeBron that can't be doing these 15-point performances <laughs> anymore. And I feel like they're going to lose game two, and it's going to be that exact thing. Like, LeBron has uh, a, has 20 points when he really needs to be out there with Davis scoring 30 points each. And, they, and, they, and then KCP and Danny Green will play like they did for the regular season. Well, before that game, and they'll miss their open shots again. It's funny. Like, that one game, they finally played like they were supposed to play when they were when they were originally signed, KCP played like the KCP from the Pistons, and Danny Green played like the Danny Green from the Toronto Raptors. You mean the Spurs, right? And Spurs. Well, what Raptors? He was shooting like forty six percent. So talking about championship, Danny Green, twenty fourteen when he hit nine three well, te- to send us into the into the finals. Well, well, both well both Danny Greens were super efficient from three. Both Danny Greens are much better than the Danny Green of the Lakers. So he was playing like that. Yeah, I will say this though the um and uh, on the favor of Denver, um, I do oddly like this Jokic versus Davis and Jokic kind of coming out on top. If I had to put like a line on it, like who has a better series, I would probably put Jokic up there because I feel like you're right. They they were a little bit tired coming off of a game seven. Lakers were really fresh. Jokic has a has a solid game, but not like, you know, not like championship Jokic of the previous series. I think he comes back next game and gives uh, Davis a little one-two there. Yeah, I think he does. And what also um, we did not mention yet is that Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee are getting playing time again because they're not facing the Rockets. So we can also look like they have a, a very refreshed Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee who's barely been playing at all the last series. And now they're back playing big minutes because they have to defend Jokic. But like, yeah, I say I say Jokic will have a bounce back game, will be even better. Um, the thing why Jokic is, will probably best AD is because Jokic just has more impact on the Nuggets than AD has on the Lakers. LeBron still has the biggest impact on the Lakers, and even though Jamal Murray brings out 40-point games, Jokic is still the engine that makes his team go with his passes. He's the one that starts the breaks. He's the one that gets the rebounds. He sets everybody up. The pick-and-roll, Jamal Murray, and Jokic is like like telepathy. Um, it, he makes that whole engine going. So 
Um, the the team goes as Jokic goes, even though Murray scores the big buckets. Um, the X factors too are uh same as the X factors that was in the last series against the Clippers are Gary Harris and Jeremy Grant, two of their top defenders, gave Kawhi Leonard and Paul George fits. Um, I can see J- Jeremy Grant and Gary Harris also making an impact on LeBron James some more and making him pro- possibly, I would say struggle, because LeBron James is rarely going to struggle, but slow him down. It's just slow him down. Uh, you thinking seven-game series? I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not doubting the Nuggets, so I'm thinking the seven-game series as well. I say I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, look, I'm a conservative guy. I'm going to be safe. I say Lakers will come out on top, but I don't know. 3-1, it, it, it better be 3 t- I don't know. It better be 2-2. They better make the series 2-2. I don't think they want to make it 3-1. I don't think they want to make that series 3-1. So it better be 2-2 for it to get to game the game 7 for the Lakers to win. If it's a 3-1 Lakers and it's game 7, I got the Nuggets. Yeah, I think I chose um, uh, the Lakers uh, versus the Rockets, I think. Um, And they crushed them. But I do have... uh, I, I have the gate series going seven. I feel like the... I really feel this, right? I, hear me out. I really think that this can happen. I think that the Lakers ride a high wave, right? They think they're the best um, team in the West. They don't think that anybody can mess with them. Davis is playing out of his mind. I think they grow up 3-1 and then the Nuggets do it again. So you think the Nuggets are going to have back-to-back-to-back... Three one win. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. It's not. Yeah. I'm not doubting them anymore. It's not. I'm not doubting them because I gotta tell I'm you, done. I could definitely see the Lakers like thrashing them the next these next two games, or uh, yeah, these next two games. Denver might pull out a, a a win tonight, and then you know they go up three one. I think the Lakers could potentially get cocky, and Jamal Murray has. Uh, I don't see LeBron. Le- LeBron's been here and done that. Like, this is not the Clippers. Like, I think LeBron it's is not, not going to get cocky anymore. I don't think so either. Realistically, honestly, like, if this is – if I had to make a bet on what where the series goes, I really think that the series ends at six. I think the Lakers have it at six if I went to a casino and bet. However, the, the, um, the crazy part of me that is really upset that San Antonio gets eliminated <laughs> and we're going to be bad for the next couple of years, that side of me wants to say that the, the Nuggets come back with the 3-1 uh, back-to-back-to-back, as you said, and they go to the finals. That crazy part of, part of me. And I can see it. I mean, I want to see it. I want to see it, but I don't know. I can't bet against LeBron, but I also can't bet against the Nuggets right now. So, Well, let's talk about the Clippers real quick because I think this this has to be talked about. Let, let, let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. Um, if you are um, – what's his name? Steve Ballmer? Is that his name? Steve Ballmer? Yep, yep. If you're Steve Microsoft Ballmer, guy. What do you do with Doc Rivers? Keep him for one more year. Give him a warning. Think, one more year. You think he deserves it? No, no. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he deserves it. But from his tenure and the way that team is like leveraged, and that's the fact that Doc Rivers just has so much power in that organization that if you fire him, you're firing more than just a coach. So I say you give him one more year. All right. You give them, uh, you give them one more year. Um, make the proper adjustments you have. 
if if the problem with this team was chemistry, well, you have another year with the same team. So let's see if we can make this work. Um, man, that trade looks bad right now. That Paul George trade looks bad. Yeah, and that was the other thing that I was going to say. I I think that a change needs to be made to the roster, period. Because I really do feel like Kawhi got burnt out um, in Game 7. I, that's what I believe. I don't accept it. I think that it has an effect on his legacy, for sure. Um, but I think he did get burnt out because he was carrying the Clippers. I mean, let's not, like, a lot of people were bad, like, for the whole playoffs. Like, Paul George was bad. Uh, Lou Williams, especially, was just getting torched. And I don't think uh, it's his fault. Lemon Pepper Lou. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And uh, to be fair, I don't think it's his fault. Um, but because he he's never been known as a defensive guy, but he just got exposed, man. He got exposed. Yeah, um, every time Lou Williams is on the floor, like the Nuggets, like, oh, Lou Williams on the floor, let's take advantage. Yeah. It was really like that. And uh, Montrez was wasn't good either. Like, I don't understand what their plan is with Montrez Harrell because he should be starting. I don't know why they're playing Zubac over him. No, because Montrez Harrell also one of the reasons why they lost the series because he's horrible on defense. So when they were he's on the floor, it was food for Jokic. Yeah, and they were like starting Zubac. Something needs to be done with this roster. I don't know why. No, Subach, Subach was actually good on defense. Yeah, he knows. But the fact they only played 14 minutes a game. Yeah, but something needs to be changed with the roster, period. I don't, I don't think that this um, – I think that they are talented enough. But, like, let's say if I'm a GM, right, and I call you, I call Steve Ballmer, and I'm like, hey, you know, let's make a trade for Paul George. I mean, you would definitely listen to that phone call, like no matter what team it is. Yeah, but when but when I saw that the Thunder wanted Shea Gilgis Alexander, the Danilo Gallinari, the twenty twenty second first round pick for the Clippers, the twenty twenty four, twenty twenty six Clippers first round picks as well, the twenty twenty one and twenty twenty three Miami first round picks, and they want to swap the picks between twenty twenty three and twenty twenty five. So the lowest, the highest picks will go to the Thunder to the OKC Thunder. I'll be like. No, I am not doing that. Yeah, but to be fair though, um, I don't think any. I, I don't think you get that same production out of those guys with Kawhi Leonard leading them rather than Chris Paul. Um, I don't think Roche, you get that. I, jump. I don't think you get the, that jump that they. Both I have. mean, the Nanella Gallinari for the Clippers was a nineteen in game scorer already, so you yeah, could get that was, production. But he was like, uh, it was a situation for him to go out there and get buckets. Like, with Kawhi there, he doesn't get 19 points again. He doesn't get... I, 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 will, I won't say that, because even when Tobias Harris was the focal point of the offense before he got traded, Danilo Gallinari was still getting his bucket. So That's what I'm saying. Danilo Gallinari was primarily the first option. No, I'm saying even when Tobias Harris was there, before even Tobias Harris Tobias got traded there, to the Sixers. Even with Tobias there. That's why I said that the whole paying Tobias... 150 million just doesn't make sense because he really hasn't been that primary option for a lot of teams. Like even when he was an all-star, like he wasn't the primary option. He really wasn't. He was, he was more of a cleanup guy, if anything, because he can't catch and shoot. He's mostly just a running lanes. Like, uh, you know, that's how he gets his 18 to 24 points a game. So I don't know. I feel, I feel like Kawhi is a different superstar where he plot of plays within the flow of the offense, so everybody will still get their baskets. And I feel like they they had I feel like they had the chemistry with that team. That same team took the Warriors to the limit to six games. 
with a healthy Clay Thompson. I believe they did have Kevin Durant at that time. So with that with that full team, so and they took the Warriors to six games. Yeah. So I was saying, if they just had one superstar, this is a championship contender. That same team just add one superstar. They are a championship contender. So when they got Kawhi, I was like, you know what? That's all they need. But they probably messed it up when they got Paul George because that kind of broke the chemistry of the team. Yeah, I think that um, even with just Kawhi Leonard, I think that they would still have a problem because Lou Williams is truly unplayable in the playoffs. He really is. He's a bad matchup defensively. He is. He is, um, and I think Trey Young is probably going to run into the I, same I problems. Think, I, I think the problem with how they play Lou Williams is they played him too many minutes. When you play Lou Williams with the second unit, you don't play him against first units because they'll take advantage of his lack of defense. You well, play him against the second unit. No, it's. It, I mean, he he doesn't give you the amount of points to make him valuable if he's just going to be a guy that can get targeted. And I think it's his, uh, to be fair, I that's think why you play him. In the, any, that's why you play him against second units. You don't play him against the first unit, but they play, play him against Williams against, but in the playoffs, there is really no second unit. It is the first unit and two to three other guys, especially for everybody team. That's not named the heat. You true. know what I mean? There, there's really no second option. There's always a primary option guy on the floor at all times. At all times, there is a guy who can go down your throat. And, um, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be biased against Lou Williams because I think Lou Williams is great. But, you know, with when you're a small guard who can't play defense, it was the same thing that happened to Isaiah Thomas. Um, it's kind of the same thing that happened to Allen Iverson. It's the same thing that's going to happen to Trey Young when he makes the playoffs next year. It, it, you can't be a small guy that can't play defense in, in the playoffs. You just can't because unless, you're going to get exposed. Eventually, you're going to get the exposed. Hawks. Unless for the Hawks, what it seems like they're doing is you just surround Trey Young with nothing but defenders and let him get his buckets, but then carry him on defense. We'll see. That's the thing. Just like that's like what the Celtics did for Isaiah Thomas. But that team will never like Trey Young will never make the playoffs as a primary option. He just won't because he has to be on the floor at all times. A, but he's he no, he'll they'll they'll make um, the playoffs. And you mean you mean the championship? Remember yeah, they're in yeah, the yeah, East, yeah, right? Yeah. No, I'm saying getting <laughs> okay. to the, getting to the finals. Like it just doesn't. Okay, I, I I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, that's why it's so hard for like and um and this is kind of part of the reason. Uh, I know Lou Williams isn't in this aspect, but it's kind of part of the reason reason why Isaiah Thomas is like like one of the greatest players of all time. Is like he's six foot feet tall but he still went back-to-back champions. And he's like the only small guard that ever does it. And the reason is, is because small guards get exposed constantly. Well, Isaiah Thomas was also the Pistons Isaiah Thomas, just so so we won't make the listeners confused. The Pistons Isaiah Thomas uh, was also kind of a dirty player. So that kind of helped. He kind of used that to his favor, uh, be it for his lack of size. to be fair, a lot of people in the 70s and 80s were dirty players. So, Oh, yeah. That that whole team, especially with the Pistons. Yeah, so if you're... you can be a dirty player all you want, but if you get over, if you get back to back rings, I mean, you got to put some respect on his name, because for a six foot guard that got it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't use dirty player as a disrespectful term. I just say like, like yeah, no, I'm just, just saying. Got I'm just saying. Period. Like the fact that he did that, like, like there's no other small guards that would be able to do what he did like today. There's none. Chris Paul, I say, is the closest Never thing, to the especially to. But I, I don't, he's not a liability on defense. It's, he's not, it's, it's other circumstances. Saying, he's actually a plus on defense. I'm just saying, he's a very good defender. Yeah, I'm just saying for like small guards in the jet. And I do agree with you to some extent. Um, granted, I think that they should have did it with with Houston. I still think that that's a 
finals caliber team, the team that he was on specifically. Um, but yeah, I mean, still didn't get it done. <laughs> and he was the reason why they didn't make it, to be fair, in that game seven. He was the reason. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. If that, say, if that same Rockets team was that same exact Rockets team that we've seen in the playoffs this year, but you switch Russell Westbrook with Chris Paul, would they have gone further? No. Same result. Even though Chris Paul is, is, is a at this point, is a better player than Russell Westbrook and much more efficient. And a, and a guy who who's better for ball movement. Here's the thing when it comes to Westbrook. I still like Westbrook. I don't know what was wrong with him. Um, I don't, I really don't know. Like it was, a, it was a bizarre playoffs to watch for, for Westbrook. Um, but yeah, even with Chris Paul, the same thing is the problem, right? The same thing is the problem with the, with, with Houston. They have no bigs. Clint Capilla is not there anymore and you're going to get destroyed. And that's no, I feel like, no, I feel like that offense was working. It's just that Russell Westbrook was, was literally shooting was them out working, the game. But eventually like. Listen, as much as, like, even a guy like me, like, you know me, like, I love my three-point shooting, and I think it's crucial if you want to win a title that you need three-point shooters, but um, you can't be you can't be a team full of three-point shooters. You need bigs in order to win. And, sure, Houston gets one more win with Chris Paul, but even with Chris Paul, that team doesn't win without any, with no bigs. With no bigs, it's you like, don't win. You can't. It's kind of like a catch, it's kind of like a catch-22, because... Um, the reason why they have no bigs now because Westbrook kind of plays like a big at times, yeah. especially on the offensive end. He kind of shoots like one too, yeah. but he also rebounds like a big. So yeah, they the they part, use that to compensate. I'm just saying the most crucial part to to Westbrook's success over the past couple of years has been Stephen Adams. Like you need that guy. Yep. Like you need a Stephen Adams. You need a Clint Capella. You need the a, guy who gets the easy basket at easy baskets. Yeah, like for every single team, like. Um, the only team that doesn't that didn't need a uh, big to win a title in NBA history is the Warriors, and that's because they have four All Stars that they can play at one point in time. They really got rid of Clint Capella because just with the Harden ball offense, they kind of got rid of the pick and roll. You don't so, need it just for the pick and roll. Like the pick and roll helps, but just for but that's that's, that's Capella's that's Capella's calling card is the pick and roll. I'm just saying with Clint Capella, I'm telling you with Clint Capella in that team. That team does significantly. That team maybe beats the Lakers. They maybe do if they have Clint Capella. They really do. But if they had Clint Capella, then the Lakers would be playing Howard and JaVale McGee, and they would just be a better team as a there result are, because are, they're that, already playing them. But they no, they would have been playing them more. They barely played Howard. Like you Howard was floor, not though. playing. You want them on the floor because they're bad. Like you really want Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard hasn't been good. And I'm not but saying from a stats it, perspective, from like actually watch the game to see what Dwight contributes. He doesn't, he's not good. Like JaVale McGee. It's, but but it's no, more the Lakers identity. The, the Lakers identity is size. So saying, yeah, exactly. But here's what I'm saying, right? Like JaVale McGee in the game one against the Nuggets got no stats, no stats. He had zero, zero, zero across the board. Right. And he was better than Dwight Howard over the past, like seven games that I've seen him. And he had like 13 and three. And I thought JaVale was better. Mm. <laughs> <I> mean, <fair. laughs> I'm just saying I don't, I don't think that uh, I, you need a big to win titles and as long as you need bigs but you don't need Dwight Howard is what I'm saying basically it was just a Dwight Howard this at the end of the day I'm sorry but okay I don't know I, I did like that team but um 
how do you feel how the how are the Rockets' outlook? Look, um, Mike D'Antoni left. He said, "Look, I'm done with it." He he didn't like the new owner. He didn't like the new owner, so I was like, "Look, I'm I'm gone. I'm gone." And I think the two teams he is looking at right now are the Indiana Pacers, and uh, I had the team on the top of my head. I know New Orleans, new Orleans Pelicans was also one of the teams he was looking at. Oh yeah, in the Philadelphia 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers. If I'm him, I would see. I would look into the Sixers, but honestly, I would look into Atlanta too. I think that he used Atlanta to be is a prime spot for Mike Dant- D'Antoni. He was he was an assistant coach for Brett Brown at one point in time, so yeah. there's the connection with that. He uh he was one of the few people when uh, Joel Embiid was doing his his honorary. I'm a rookie, so I'm gonna get hurt and sit out for the season, like every Raptors. I mean, every Sixers rookie does. Um, he was one of the first people to say that Joel Embiid was the real deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens with Mike D'Antoni specifically. But when it comes to the Rockets, I only have one thought when it comes to the Rockets, and that's um, get a big man and uh, trade West. I say they will have to now. They don't have. They don't have. A, they don't have the yeah, coach I for mean, that small ball offense. Yeah, get a get a big unless man. they want to sign Gentry. Get a, Alvin Gentry. Yeah, I would get a big man and I would trade Westbrook. As much as I love Westbrook, I would trade him. But what if trading Westbrook upsets James yeah. Harden? Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's that one. He's untradeable. But what if number two it, it upsets James Harden because Westbrook is still like his homeboy? You I'm know, gonna, I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't know if James Harden can can win a title. I really don't. And I think he's like, I think he is a borderline top five shooting guard of all time for me. Like he's right there. Like I don't know where I place him all time. But same, same for me. Same for me. But. I don't Definitely know one of the most unguardable players of all time. He, hands down. Um, I just don't know if he can win a title. I really don't. And Same thing when we said we're, for T-Mac, for Tracy McGrady. It's like, I think yeah. it's the same thing. Like, Can those type of players win the title for you? I mean, they can, can't they? Like, They should be able to. Like, There's no reason why they can't. It's just that they're just like, not McGrady, because McGrady was actually kind of reliable in the playoffs, but James Harden just seems like he's just not like the amount of times that Westbrook is it's like the way over games, it's like you're James Harden, one of the greatest scores of NBA. Get the ball out of his fucking hands. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's it, a thing with James Harden. Just such, I think he's such a difficult player to build around because he's just so incredibly ball dominant, but also efficient being ball dominant. But it's like you don't know who to pair him with. You, pairing him with Westbrook turns out to be a, a failed experience because Westbrook is ball dominant as well, but not like James Harden. He's an inefficient ball dominant. He is bad being ball dominant. So it's like, how do you pair James Harden? Like, what type of player do you get? I think a best type of player for him, you need another superstar to pair with him well, as well. But I think a Kawhi type player or a Jimmy Butler was, type player, yeah, like a two way was... defen- defensive type player will be best for him, like a Scottie Pippen yeah, style of player. Say, I wouldn't say Kawhi because um, as much as I love Kawhi, Kawhi just doesn't distribute um, necessarily that well. He's more of a I don't, think, I don't, I, I don't think you need distributing with Harden because Harden is need, a distributor. I, what I'm saying is you need a guy who is at least willing to not take shots to let Harden do his thing. I think I think Leonard, like, Leonard won't could be willing. No. You don't think so? I just think no, in Clippers he was tasked. Like, tas- this is another thing. Yes, I, I know recent Kawhi. Yes, but Kawhi I the think last I think four years is just a guy who's like, give me the ball. That's it. He's not a. I'm gonna let Harden go off for forty. He's like, no, I'm. 
I'm Kawhi Leonard. I'm scoring 30. But Jimmy Butler. So you don't think Kawhi. you don't think Kawhi is now? So you think like the new Kawhi, the post San Antonio Kawhi, Kawhi has been, is now Kawhi has been an alpha alpha for like four years. He's an alpha dog. Period. He has, but the teams were designed to make him that way. And yeah, we got like, but Kawhi is the guy. Like, can you like even after watching the debacle that was the Clippers, right? Like Kawhi is still top five, no question, right? At least that's how I feel. I feel like he's still top five, no question. And still, I, I got, I got, I gotta, I gotta make my list because I mean he could be top five, but no I don't want to just say it. They no completely question, freak. Though. It's no question he's top five. I don't think it's like I don't think that there's besides LeBron and LeBron, Giannis, Giannis Harden. I would Curry. put Kawhi over uh, hard uh, over Harden and Curry. I would put Kawhi over both of them. I say Curry because it's also what Curry doesn't healthy. do with the stats. The post Achilles Durant, Kawhi might be better. Pre Achilles Durant, definitely not. Yeah, like pre pre Achilles Durant is the best player in the NBA, and I said that. Yeah, but even like yeah, Durant. Let's say Durant comes back and he's still the same. Like you, best you player in the four, NBA. You can put those four, but even then. Like in a playoff game, even with the debacle that he had in the seventh game, and, I, and, I, and I'll say that again, like even with that bad game, I, Kawhi is still top three players that I want the ball in his hands in the playoffs. Debatably, number one. Like I still want Kawhi in the playoffs more than anyone. But look, if you got a Kawhi with a James Harden, James Harden is not going to be overexerting himself on offense like he does every single year. So he won't be as tired in the playoffs. Then just get Jimmy Butler. So when he is going off, he'll have a superstar that doesn't care. No, but I'm saying that when you have Kawhi, if you have a Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, I mean, James Harden will be the best offensive player on that team because James Harden will not be exhausted since he had Kawhi also handling the scoring load as well. But I feel like Jimmy Jimmy Butler is the most perfect pairing for James Harden. He's the most perfect complimentary superstar. Yeah, a guy who who doesn't care about getting points at all. He gets scored 13 points a game, but he's, he's impacted so much more. Than what you see in his stats. Well, since like we, I think that since we're already here about Jimmy yeah. Butler, um, and the and the Celtics, this series is pretty great. Um, two one, going the way definitely, I expected it to. Definitely um, going to be the most competitive series by by the end. Definitely yeah. the most competitive series Hard, of the two. Crazy enough, already after the first, uh, what was it? The was it game one? The block. Was game one the was game one the block? Yeah, it was game one. It was game one. Yeah, so game one, we have probably one of the greatest playoff blocks ever. Um, Bam just absolutely goes off, and uh, and uh, yeah, like I the series pinned it on the backboard. Pinned it on the back. Like this series just seems like it can be an all timer, can't it? Really, yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really too concerned about the Celtics on the two two zero. Uh, like yeah, from two zero deficit because like look, Celtics could easily would just win two games back and it'll just be two two and it could be neck and neck. I still see yeah, both these teams are just going to go back and forth at each other as like a heavyweight boxing match. Um, Celtics, the theme of the Celtics, even in the game three win, is that they'll have a comfortable lead and then Heat would come back in the fourth quarter. And that's always been the like worry with the Celtics. Like they cannot hold a lead against the Miami Heat because Miami Heat plays every possession like it's their last possession. Yeah. So if you let your foot off the pedal just a bit, 
and the Heat could come back. I say it's just like the Warriors, even though they're a completely different team. But you, if you have a lead against the Warriors, it's like if you have a small lead, you're essentially losing because all the Warriors have to do is hit a couple threes if they're back in the game. So they just got to keep scoring. With the Heat, you got to keep scoring. Don't get comfortable and say, like, oh, it's a 15-point lead. Like, no, you got to keep scoring or else they'll come back. Yeah, the Celtics have been asking a lot of Marcus Smart, too. And uh, Marcus Smart has stepped up. Um, Kemba Walker was having a weird couple games there. Uh, I think I think what's wrong with Kemba Walker, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, uh, what's wrong with Kemba Walker is that he's just so used to being in the Charlotte Hornets where he was just the main focal point. Now in a playoff setting where he's not getting the ball in his hands as much, is mostly going to Jason Tatum. And and Jalen Brown's been having his spurts as well. Is that I feel like he's just not getting his rhythm together because he's just used to being a guy that's being a ball dominant and being the main scorer. So now I think it's just he's still working his flow into things, especially since Chase Tatum has emerged even more in the playoffs. Yeah, Tatum has been unbelievable. He's been, um, uh, I think he won uh, second team All NBA. I think he did right. Him and Pascal. The yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was second or third team. Yeah, I think he got second team. Um, really well deserving because I mean, man, like you know, we've been talking about Luca and uh, Giannis, who's going to be the best player. Tatum is like saying, "Hey, like I'm in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, <laughs> and uh, I'm this good." Because I mean, in the last game, the game we won, he had like 25 and 14 and eight or something stupid like that. Yep, and he was just unbelievable man him yeah he was the, Brown he, are, are he was in the third team he was in the third team he was 13 yeah 13 well along with jimmy butler who's in the third team yeah um yeah he was he was incredible jalen brown has really stepped up jalen brown is like starting to convince me like man he is a genuine like second tier super like super yo since he's uh from Georgia, I remember watching him in Wheeler High School. Like, like I remember watching like live high school games of him. He is such a far cry from that flat top Jalen Brown in Wheeler High School. He had no jump shot. He was just a straight up dunker, and that was it. Just a straight up dunker. His he has worked so hard on this game beyond levels I've tell. I've rarely seen. Yeah, yeah, among can... players like Giannis, like improvements. I'm yeah. I'm saying to his game, like he really has. Yeah, just based off of where he was in the league, like when he came in to where he is now, it's like it's night, it's night and day. Because I remember when he got drafted, I liked the pick, but I really didn't know like how good he could be. And he's like really starting to look like like I can look, be, I can be a second tier superstar on a championship team. Look, I always felt like he was a player that was going to be better for that. NBA game than he was for the college basketball games. This was going to be more floor spacing for an athletic player like him. But I did not see his jump shot developing the way it has right yeah. now. Yeah, the the Celtics look. Um, they just look really good. And now with Gordon Hayward back, it adds a, a, a whole another dynamic. They can lower Brad uh, Wanamaker's minutes, same Grant Williams, and still not play Enos Cantor. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> is, I, is it funny that Grant Williams and Robert Williams are are both preferred over Ennis Cantor? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it still, but it's like I understand. He's bad at de- he's terrible at defense. He's That's why he's, he's just he's, he's the worst. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an understatement. Yeah, and that just lingering post big men who are slow are just like they're like so outdated in the nba if this was the 90s and his cancer will probably be a perennial all-star but 
He's just in the wrong time. I say the same thing with Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, I was about to say, there's so many players like that who, if they played, like, like in the mid-2000s, like DeRozan, DeRozan would probably be an MVP. Oh, DeRozan will have Trace McGrady-type stats, yeah, probably, he, he, yeah. He would be a two-time MVP, no question. Because he didn't, he didn't need to shoot the three-point shot, but nope. now, like, it's like teams don't want him because he can't. He doesn't shoot the three, but and it's just he just most, hurts floor spacing. He's just the most deadly mid range jump shooter ever. He though. is, he's but so he just he, hurt, he hurts everybody else on the floor because of, of the floor spacing. Like if he doesn't shoot threes, he just hurts the floor spacing. Hey, hey, man! If it's a bucket, it's a bucket. <laughs> Period. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, getting back to uh, the Heat Celtics, I, I will I will say this. I we keep saying it every other week, but we keep talking about like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Like every single time they come out on the floor and do something crazy, like oh my god, we probably need to stop, right? Because it's like, yeah, this is normal. They've been doing this for like Tyler Hero is is already at times the number one option for them. He is going to be their best offensive player in a few years. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, listen to me, Tyler Hero. Behind, um, like John Morant and Zion, might be like if they're if you do a redraft, he goes third, right? Mm, probably. Got it. I gotta remember. Let, let me look at that draft, but probably. Let's see. Yeah, let's just, see. Because just based off of like, and I know like Tyler Hero's like stat stats are, are like the craziest thing ever, but like the balls. You gotta watch him play. Yeah, yeah the balls gotta, in his hands. He's taking the last second shots. You know, the, the balls on the lat to just pull up from like. And he's hitting them. I never, it's like it's I've never so seen, a, I've never seen a guy that young with just like, like, like complete confidence, like he's been here for like ten years. Like I don't, did you, did you watch the full game? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember that jump shot? Like Tyler Hero gets the ball. It's like the bottom right corner, and like the play is just not there. Like he has no space, nothing. He turns around and he's like, "Let me just dribble out of this." He gets a split second look on the baseline, pulls up. I think Grant Williams is in his face, and he just drains the shot like, like in his complete, mouth. I'm like complete confidence. Like he's in high school. You remember the fast break that he had, where he just stopped and pulled up from three? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> like dude. complete swish. It's like what rookie do you know does they, that? They even have any emotion. They have any emotion because like he knew he was gonna make it. So yeah. it wasn't like oh, like celebrate or anything. He knew he was gonna make it. I gotta say this, man. Uh, I'm really excited to see where Tyler Hero is in like four years. I'm really excited can't, to see where he is. Can't you believe he wasn't the first Kentucky player drafted <laughs> in that draft? Was he not? No, PJ Washington was a oh, pick before right. him. PJ, yeah, but he PJ Washington was a good pick too. But no, he was. But I think if Charlotte, if Charlotte had Tyler Hero, just like as because they need a score, they need a number one option. Look at any of the teams, any of the teams. Yeah. Oh, so even, yeah, even let's Knicks, look. Even the Knicks, the Knicks could use Tyler Hero. It, right it, now. It, is Tyler here? Is RJ Barrett a worse pick than Tyler Hero? He might be. He might be right now. I mean, yeah. Like, like, really? We might really be saying that he yeah, might no, be a worse pick than Tyler Hero. If you do that draft over, there's no way you take RJ Hand, uh, RJ uh, Barrett over Tyler Hero. There's no way. <laughs> I'll take RJ Hampton over Tyler Hero either. So, true, true. <laughs> but um, um, so we yeah, looking. Do you um, have you flip flopped? I'm curious because I know you chose the Celtics, but after like watching these games, like, I still got the Celtics, but I got the Celtics in seven. I still say it could go either way, but I got the Celtics in seven, but. I don't know. I do, like when he said this draft, I do want to look at this draft since, it, let's, let's say, who will take over Tyler Hero. Of course, the first two picks will take over Tyler Hero. Um, John Morant and Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Uh, no question. RJ Barrett, I won't take over Tyler Hero. 
DeAndre Hunter, I won't take over Tyler Hero. Darius Garland definitely won't take over Tyler Hero. You sure? Culver either. You sure you don't like his um, him playing like two games a season? <laughs> uh, Darius Garland. <laughs> yeah, and being named a sharpshooter and then not doing that at all. <laughs> yeah, like so being named a sharpshooter, yeah. couldn't shoot. Um, Culver, horrible. Culver's not terrible, I think, but yeah, no. Culver's not terrible, but is he worth a six a six pick? I mean, Probably I still not. kind of believe in. To be all right, I want to be fair. I do believe in RJ Barrett and DeAndre Hunter and Culver. I believe in all of those, but I don't believe in Garland. But is he? But, um, are they? Are they? Are they better than Hero? Yeah. No, no, not right now. And I don't think ever. Probably there's. He just has too much confidence. Um, Kobe White, no. Haxon, no. Hachimura, no. Kobe White, I see career six man for Kobe White. Could uh, be a starter, but I, I see it as better as a six man. I actually think in this draft, which is not with, at, at number seven. At number seven, that's not a bad pick for Kobe White. So no, I actually kind of like that pick for Kobe White. I thought he had a good yeah. year. I thought he had a good year. Um, yeah. And honestly, for Jared Culver, at number six is such a weak draft. The way it was, that's not a bad pick either. Even if he just no. becomes like a role player. No, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I, listen, I already went through. I'm at number forty-four at Bowl Bowl here. Um, I, there's nobody. It's time. I mean, you you could have. Bowl Bowl had injury problems, so I'm not going to shame all the other draft scouts for for not selecting Bowl Bowl the way they did. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, Jackson Hayes doesn't look promising. To be honest, uh, Pelicans are already looking for another center. So. Doesn't look promising. Uh, Rui Hachimura was a good pick at number nine for Washington. Yeah. Cam Reddish actually could be the minority, but that was a good pick. Oh, God. Uh, that's he, the worst he, pick in the entire. He, no. That's a worst pick. He struggled. He struggled heavily in the beginning of the season. He's the worst pick in the lottery. Like, easy. And no, end of the year before COVID, he was actually he's showing out. So, he's the worst pick in the lottery. It's not close. I, I felt that way when he got drafted, but Still, like, right I, now. I'm look. I'm looking at the improvement. I'm not looking at the beginning of the season. Look at the I'm stats and say it's horrible. Too. I'm at the if we're talking about improvement. RJ's better. Hunter. Uh, Hunter. Yeah, but at, num- at at number ten. At number ten. I would have this draft. Ironically, you would take Cameron Johnson over Cam Reddish. I wouldn't. Not for that team. I wouldn't take Cameron Johnson. I need. I need athleticism. I need player. You know. Not no, because you already got Trey Young. What you need is play people that can play defense. Besides so Trey Young and Kevin Herter, who else do you have that shoots threes? You don't need one person. Trey Trey the, Young and you Herter are both of three point shooting. You need everybody on the team to be able to shoot. I need. I need when I have a player like Trey Young. I need people who can play defense. So I'm drafting all need, defenders in the world. No, you need a guy that he can pass to, so he can get his ten assists a game. Look, DeAndre Hunter, at least in the draft, he was supposed to be a guy who's a 3 and D player. He wasn't shooting threes as well as he was supposed to be. So that was my mindset getting DeAndre Hunter. I'm getting Cam Reddish because I'm number 10. I'm looking for upside. I'm looking for a guy who can play multiple positions. I'm looking for a guy who can play defense at multiple positions. So for that, I feel like at number 10, look, at the end of the day, he's still only 20 years old. Like, who knows who, who he can become? I, I'm just – when I looked at this season, I wasn't looking at how bad he was doing. I looked at about how he's improving to see what my tr- career trajectory for, is for him. And Cameron look, going to get traded this season. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> he's definitely going to get traded this season. So bad. <laughs> Cameron Johnson for the Suns was a good pick. 
now looking back at it, he was like 30, he was like 40 years old when they drafted him. Just kidding. He was like 24, but I mean, he was, he was a good pick. He was old. I thought that was a bad, I thought that was a bad pick. Turned out to be great. I thought that was a bad pick, but yeah, yeah. For the Suns, turned out to be oh, good. PJ Washington okay. was a good pick. Yeah, um, that's my bad. I said Cam Reddish was the worst pick in the lottery. It was Romeo Langford. That's my bad. That's my fault. My bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Four, 14 is a lottery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, bro. I forgot. I thought Tyler Hero was 14. Yeah, Romeo Langford was pretty bad. Well, looking back at it, outside of Brandon Clark, they did get yeah, Grant Williams. Turned out to be a better pick, but they already drafted him, so we can't blame him for not <laughs> selecting him earlier. But Brandon, outside of Brandon Clark, who else were they going to draft? Chumo Kiki, probably. Who? Uh, for the Boston Celtics, who else are they uh, going to draft that fourteen pick? Oh, outside Matisse of Bra- outside outside. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Matisse Thybul too. So yeah. Matisse Thybul and Brandon Clark. Matisse two guys Thibault, that stand Clark, out. Uh, Darius basically looks like a, looks like could be a steal too at number twenty three. Darius basically. What's the guy's name for the Warriors? Uh, Pascal. Pascal too. He was. Yeah, great. but he. But then again, Pascal was drafted in the second round. So I'm like, I'm saying, you know, I was so I was so. I mean, if you're talking about a big man, I mean, the Celtics could use uh, an Eric Pascal right now. I, I was so on Eric Pascal, but that's because I went to St. John's and I watched him a lot in Villanova, but. Look, he was. I'm. I'm not gonna knock. I'm not. I don't knock teams that miss out players that are like in low in the second round that turned out to be really good because everybody thought of that. So I just look at the uh, guys that got picked right next, right after them, and then see like who they could have picked. Or even Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. looks promising. He does. He does. He's still a little bit raw, but he does look promising. Yeah, does. But then again, he's been playing a lot for the Cavaliers. So a lot of a lot of rookies will be getting major minutes. They were playing for the Cavaliers. Yeah. Yeah, this could have looked a lot different if the Celtics just didn't take Langford here. <laughs> yeah, I mean Roy- Langford is way to be seen because he's on a team with a lot of lot of depth at the wing Listen, position. As a man so who watched a lot of Big Ten basketball, I can tell you, he was just awful. You know what's funny about it though, because I follow uh, this Instagram page called Frankie Vision. Who uh post? Who was basically post a lot about college basketball? He was writing uh Romeo Langford's like stock to the moon. Hmm. He was saying that Romeo Langford was going to be the real deal. So that's your opinion of him, and that's Frankie Vision's opinion of Romeo Langford. Well, I've never heard of Frankie so. Vision. So I'll, I'll just have to take your word for it. <laughs> but like, look, um, I I I see some promise there. I think he's just going to be a role player at at best if he's going to make the squad in a few years but i mean i mean yeah it could could be he he could be he's gonna get sent down to the g league again and then he's gonna play two games in the nba and then he's gonna get cut or get traded and and thing for romeo lake for his draft stock (laughs) this it's it's good he came out last year not this year because if they found out he was six four after he got drafted he he probably would have fell further no, he definitely would have Cause, gone further. Because he was listed as 6'7". Yeah. How you go from 6'7 to 6'4", by the way? Lord knows. Lord <laughs> like, knows. who Like who? Who made your height? <laughs> Not even that. Like, who thought he was 6'7"? Yeah, that's, what, that's what he was listed like, as. He was listed as a guard forward. But then they found out with the real that? heights, he was 6'4". Maybe was that. Maybe was that. Was that? Was that? 6'7". I don't remember that. His his high school he was definitely listed like six seven six oh, six six seven. School, okay, yeah. When I saw him play, I thought he was like six like six four. But five. but you know, scouts look, don't look at like 
what he actually looks like on the floor. Look at that height, his listed height. He was listed as that. So that helped his draft stock. If they found out he was really just 6'4", he probably would have fell. Because they looked like, oh, he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he got the length, he got the tools, he has the potential. 6'4", they looked at, at him like he's an undersized small forward at 6'4". And he would have fell. Maybe it was a hairstyle that, that got him to 6'7". I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's definitely a hairstyle. Something. But yeah, oh yeah, so we went on tangent with the draft, but I do look like talk about this, but Tyler Hero definitely should have went higher. Yeah, he should have went third. Yeah. Or fourth at, at, at the lowest. Yeah. Like you could still argue Barrett could be taken over him. I probably wouldn't, but if you still look at Barrett's physical tools, probably. I think Barrett's gonna but, be good. I, I don't think I don't really see a scenario. Where Barrett doesn't I, put up numbers at least. I next think he's gonna be good, but not great. I think he can have a great season next year. I really think that he can have a. I think he. I say good. this guy could have Rudy Gay stats like nineteen twenty a game, but not a guy that's gonna be your number one option. Well, here's the thing: in every single draft, right? In every single draft, there's always a player or two or three um, in the very next season that didn't have a good uh, rookie year that just kind of come out of nowhere and just like have. Could be Cam Reddish. I think it, no. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no. I think that Tyler Hero probably has a has a jump in stats more than likely. I think that uh, Nazir Little, because you know how I feel about Nazir Little. I think RJ Barrett could have a sneaky twenty point game uh, per game stats. He was on the trajectory, stats. like his his post All Star stats toward, were yeah, near twenty that, a game. Yeah, towards the end he was pretty great, and I think next next year, you know, when he next, just has to develop. A- Oh, I don't I, actually keep going. I've, I've been cutting you off a lot. So yeah, yeah. Going. I was just saying, you know, because for the Knicks, the Knicks just don't have a good roster. And when they sign their 18th power forward next season, he'll be the only guard on the roster. So um, yeah, he should be able to score like uh, 20 points a game. RJ Barrett just needs a consistent three pointer. That's that's what he's been missing. He has everything else in terms of the tools. He needs mm. a consistent jumper. Is that what he needs, or does he just need a consistent environment that doesn't have, you know? The, well, I mean, I mean, that doesn't he, give him a head coach every new season. Beggars can't be choosers. He's part of the Knicks. That, that's something you're going to expect with every every prospect. Yeah, that's why. So I'm he just needs that. a he he just he just needs a consistent jumper. Should he ask for a trade? <laughs> like well, Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> like Porzingis. Yeah, don't you think like if I mean, Archie Barrett? I, I mean, I and, would ask for a trade. Shoot. I mean, you're at the end of the day. I mean, for basketball, for basketball uh, prospects, yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still the number one pick for a team that plays in Manhattan, New York. Just so. yeah, or you know, don't even ask for a trade. Just be like, yeah, Dolan, Dolan is kind of an asshole, and then you'll get traded the day, the next day. Right. Um, he's not. Even if he says that, he's not. I'll, I'll, he I'll, definitely get traded. Don't I mean, look, the Nick, Nick, Nick's own players talk shit about Dolan. They don't get traded. That's not. That's not going to happen. I'm saying publicly, like publicly, say like it, Dolan sucks. Hasn't hasn't some Knicks players already talked publicly about Dolan and say they don't like him and they still didn't get traded? So. Sorry, uh, what you said? You're good. I'm saying, haven't haven't um, the Knicks' own players already talked publicly about James Dolan and still haven't got no. traded? That's not no, going to happen. I don't think that's ever happened. You can't okay, say well, that. you can't say bad things about the person who's cutting your checks unless you want to. Okay, actually, it did happen. It did happen with Porzingis, and I guess he did get traded. But yeah, probably I mean, happened with Carmelo too. To be fair, yeah, but 
I don't see RJ Barrett being mad about a situation. He was a childhood Knicks fan at the end of the day. So yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. They're gonna be, yeah, they're gonna be really bad next year <laughs> unless they get Killian Hayes. Next year, it'll be real bad the next five years. I mean, this is the Knicks at the end of the day. <sighs> Probably ten, right? Until Dolan's like, yeah, I'll sell the team. Yeah, I, it's never going to happen until Dolan sells the team. Yeah, so we covered we covered um, the playoffs for the Lakers, Nuggets. Oh, yeah. I, did I get your prediction for Celtics and Heat? Yeah, uh, six. Heat and six. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said, said Heat and six, hey, and I say Celtics and seven. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I really, I really like this Heat team. Um, I think Gordon's probably going to struggle, and I think that's literally the only catalyst. I think that Gordon struggles. That's... That's it. I was never. I'm. I'm not. I'm never really high in Gordon Hayward this series. Anyways, I'm not worried about him. I just say he just got to play his role and don't do too much. See, for me, Gordon has to. I don't think he has to step up huge, but I think he does have. To I would say Gordon or Gordon. Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I thought you said. 20. No, Gordon. Gordon's going to give you twenty minimum every night. Um, but, yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yeah, Gordon no, Hayward. Have, okay. No. 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 Gordon. No. <laughs> Gordon's gonna do what Gordon's gonna do, but Gordon, on the other hand, um, I think Gordon is important uh, to the Celtics winning. Like I think he's really important because, um, like I said, this is the starting five and versus the starting ten. <laughs> the Heat have ten players who play consistently, and the Heat and the Celtics basically play their starting lineup for forty minutes of uh, uh, their entire starting lineup, like forty minutes. Now Gordon uh, is here to like kind of help them along. And also, if they do end up making the finals, they can actually play the Lakers. Um, I think Gorn has to step up like with 15, 18-point games like every single game, and I just don't think he's going to do it. And I think they lose in six. I, I say Gordon's still not really much of a factor. I just say the, the main factor is Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum is getting his baskets, but Kemba Walker just needs to be consistent. He needs to be cardiac Kemba, and I think that would help the Celtics fortunes I say Gordon Hayward I say the best he should be doing is just helping out with the playmaking helping out with being a stretch four probably and it's just hitting yeah hitting the, the threes yeah. don't do too much just get like 10 points 10 points a game off the bench or something um I don't know I I think Gordon is a little bit more important uh than you've been giving him credit because well, the only reason why I say he's important is because I mean happens, as soon as he, he comes he, in they win like and it was a ten. Granted, I feel like they were going to win it regardless. After that whole blow up in the locker room, I feel like it was, I feel like it was in the cards for them to win this game. I don't know. I think but, Gordon was important. I like mean, it Gordon, just adds, Gordon, it just adds a little bit of like, okay, I'm not gonna, I, I don't have to do everything for the team. That's what Gordon adds. Like, yeah, Gordon's not gonna be in here scoring twenty. I'm not saying that, but like he like fourteen a game, yeah. Ish. That, yeah, okay, 14. Yeah, yeah, I can see 14 the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, he doesn't need to be anything special, but he does need to be better than he has been. You know what I mean? Because for, for the for I feel like the past two years, yeah, he's been dealing with injuries, but he's been like a nine point a game guy. Like I need I need like I don't need Utah Gordon because that's not what it, is required, but I do need like uh, a medium <laughs> like a rookie Gordon Hayward. That's what I really need. Like a 15. Yeah, when he injured himself. The team kind of passed him by in a way because when he injured himself, it just really opened up. I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying like no, it opened up minutes for the sad for, thing uh, is, is like that. Like in all honesty, as messed up as this is going to sound, that injury was the best thing that could have happened to the Celtics. Like 
period. No, really. <laughs> it sounds like, no, no, you're right, Bob. It does sound me- like messed up way. Like, I still feel bad for uh, Gordon Hayward getting that injury, but it too. did because really it opened up minutes Gordon, for Gordon would have been a different player. I think Gordon would have been a 20 game guy. I don't think Jalen Brown would have developed like he did. I don't think Tatum is Tatum. J- Jason T- yeah, opened up minutes for those two players, mainly specifically. Yeah, and, and that's now, why the Celtics now, are the way they are. Yeah, now it's like. Now the Celtics are set up for the next four years, and they're good. Yeah. Yeah. And they, Shouts out to Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. They have, like, a solid four-year run of getting, like, a genuine crack at the title. And it's all thanks to Gordon Hayward breaking his leg. <laughs> as sad as that is, it really is. Uh, and trading Isaiah Thomas. Oh, and I always – I even said when they had Isaiah Thomas that they needed to trade Isaiah Thomas in order for them to move <sighs> I forward. Just, yeah, I and they did. Isaiah. I just love that. Guy. Look, I love Isaiah, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and you got to do what you got to do to make your team better. So he had to trade Isaiah sad. Thompson. That's just sad. It's just like the day after his, his sister died. He's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's very touchy. Um, very touchy. So this is what I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> what I got to say uh, is, oh. you know what? Mm. You know what? Um, OKC. Okay, uh Okay, see, uh, this is kind of reminiscent of that Boston Brooklyn trade because if you like, like, like we're mentioning Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, is because like those two players are the product of that trade. They're the pro- they're, those two players are the product of that trade. Yep. That twenty twenty six LAC pick and that twenty twenty fifth LAC pick might be top ten picks based on the age and trajectory of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in their contracts. Right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to say some more no, after yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, so you know what? I think we could close it out that because you know, right? We we record this Sunday afternoon. It's football going on right now. Um, oh, we yeah, gotta watch it, is, it, isn't there? It's one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, we gotta watch it. So, uh, so any parting words you gotta say, JC, before we things. end the sports? I got, I got two things. Okay, one, Arsenal is number one in the Premier League, and we're keeping that. We're keeping that title. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, nope. Yep. Yep. We're nope. We're. I need confidence <laughs> right now. I don't. I don't need any of that. Um, congratulations to Gareth Bale finally leaving Real Madrid. I wanted to say that too. And uh, it was a Tottenham, right? Yep, we went back to Tottenham. Yep, went back to Tottenham. Went back to Tottenham, baby. And uh, yeah, I'm honestly really happy for him because, like, yeah, he looked like he was about to die there for a hot second. And uh, yeah, uh, the Knicks have fun drafting Lamelo Ball because that's going to be the highlight of your year. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess we both agree that we don't like the Knicks, but um, <laughs> hate the Knicks. I say, well. I don't have any parting gifts. What I got to say is for anybody listening to the show, just make sure you give us your reviews, any feedback on it, this sports edition. Um, when My goal for this show, um, when this pandemic is over, is that we are doing this in video. We are... Video? I, yes, video. Yeah, This might be news for you, JC. I, this is, I this just is think news I did. to me. <laughs> so, so you, do you want to do it on video? Or do you? Do you I not? mean, listen. If the people want it on video, I mean, I want it on video personally. Yeah, I mean, we could use our the Welcome to the Wall Studios and everything. I feel like that, that was my dream for this podcast. Yeah, that's that sounds lovely. But 
I mean, I got to wait for this. Uh, I got, I, I'm, I'm actually social distancing, so I got to wait for like all that to clear up. So, because I'm staying with my family right now, so I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm be socially distant. So, well, but if you want when social distance, just stay away from Florida. That's all you got to do. Oh, because they're crazy. Uh, we, I mean, Georgia too. Have you have you seen some places out here? Oh, so I've been to a couple WalMarts, and then I don't grocery shop anymore. I just do shit because <laughs> I'm like screw. Think, that. Ab- think about living by Dallas, Georgia, and and no, you can see like no, where I live. Where I live, I live right by Dallas, Georgia. I I, I, I tell you, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, I live I live by Paulding County. So oh, you let got me it, tell man. you. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. It's over. With. They, 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 they do not care over there. But <laughs> it is done. Matter of fact, I might have, I might have it just to talking to you over the podcast right now. Jesus. <laughs> probably, well, probably. But uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the sports edition. Like, yeah, if you like the show, keep sharing it. Share it with your friends and everything. We'll be back. Have anything for us to talk about? We can. Um, so for that. Have a great rest of the week and signing out. Clippers still suck.